0: For these interviews after the race. What a day for everyone involved in the 29th Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach victory to Paul Tracy
1: and the Players Foresight team. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman.
2: Play Holder Radio. And welcome to another episode of Dinner with Racers. I'm Sean Eckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, you know, we got that uh, TV show on Motor Trend, We Ryan? sure do. That's on Motor Trend Plus or Motor Trend's YouTube channel. If you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch, you can see a number of Dinner with Racers programs, including our most recent season that launched this summer. Uh, and we did a two-part behind the scenes of how the Grand Prix of Long Beach gets made. Ryan, what's the Grand Prix Long Beach? It's a
1: street race on the streets of Long Beach that is built every year and then removed from that area because it's a temporary street circuit. It's fast, it has a ton of people, and the amount of logistics required to get it built in one of the probably most temperamental traffic areas in the world. Southern California and traffic. It takes a lot of effort, so we were really excited to get to sit down with the folks that make it all happen.
2: So if you're looking to listen to a traditional episode of Dinner with Racers where you hear us doing a one-on-one with somebody in the sport, this is not, this is a behind-the-scenes series of podcasts that show more of the extended cuts. If you watch our show on Motor Trend, you'll see cut-up interviews that show little snippets of things to tell a story these are some of the long form interviews in a more extended way just to kind of hear the real stories that they were told not just as something we could cut up in the thing so if you go on to Motor Trend Plus it's called Building Long Beach Part 1 and Part 2 if you go to Motor Trend on YouTube I don't know what they called it it's two completely different titles (laughs) for some reason we didn't do it Hey, Ron, you ever know somebody for over 20 years, but you didn't actually know them? I did not, but this was amazing to see this unfold. This is actually real. Tammy Johnson, who is the director of ticketing and ticket sales at the Long Beach Grand Prix, Her and I have known each other for over 20 years because I literally have bought tickets from her for this race for 20 years. We'd never met until we did this. And when we were discussing this with her, she recognized
1: your name and knew where your tickets were for.
2: Yeah, which is insane. That is crazy. But that's who Tammy Johnson is. It's very easy to assume that somebody who's doing tickets for the Long Beach Grand Prix is only working for a a few months out of the year. Tammy is a full-time employee at Long Beach, and you learn why, because this is actually a year-round job. And uh, what kind of tires got us there? That would be Continental tires. Cross Contact LX Speech. Thanks, Acura. Meow. 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 All right, we're gonna start in five, four,
3: three, two. Are we actually gonna eat?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Come on. (laughs) It's called Restaurant. You guys are gonna have me laughing. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's also that's not a bad thing. We want that. Fresh. You can hear us okay, obviously.
3: Sean is a Sean is a character. We tried to kill Sean the minute he walked in the office.
2: They did, in fact. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's no joke. <laughs> yeah, How, with what? <laughs> Kindness. They tried to give you a hug. Yeah, <laughs>
1: well, we
3: were gonna try to that first, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did not all like... work out? <laughs>
1: I remember uh, our friend Rutledge Wood, he's uh, a TV yeah. personality, uh-huh. and he's a big hugger. I remember the mm-hmm. first time they hung out, he tried to give you a big hug.
2: I,
3: and, I let and, it happen. And you let it
2: happen, but I don't think your arms move.
3: No. Like, I think you're
2: like...
1: You're
3: mm-hmm. like, really? <laughs> this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome.
2: Um, no, there's like a there's like a big, heavy... Uh, it's like, like a divider. 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 Like a- yeah.
3: Yeah. Like and a cubicle device. Okay. Yeah. And
2: rather than be propped up, it was just leaning uh-huh. and somebody tried to do something and it just, tilted the center sure. of gravity right into me holding a camera. Nice. And it, it's not light. <laughs> exactly. and it, it so was like, so it landed on him. It landed oh, yeah. like this. Oh. He's standing so. right here, it
3: was about this far from his foot. Why <laughs> are we
2: not suing right
1: now? <laughs> like why, why are we on a court? And not that only that, I mean, of there was okay. a tree in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, no, what a happened is
3: a Chris Esslinger from PR took our desk that was right there.
2: I like we're immediately a PR guy. I'm all good. Let's get into in on
3: yes. me.
1: So did this thing actually land on you? Yeah. Oh, No no recording? I saw it
2: I, I saw it just in the corner of my eye enough to move the camera. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is okay, I'm leaning into it. Yeah. and it just Were you recording at the time? No. Oh. Yeah,
1: he no. had just I, I walked in, he wasn't even in
3: there. We <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't even get to talk to him. All of a sudden it was a <laughs> it was right. a volunteer that she didn't even know he right. you know yeah, what right. was going
2: on. That's amazing. So I didn't know this before we started. But you and I have known each other for over twenty years. What? i've been going to this race for almost 25 years and when i would call into the ticket office i always assumed it was like an office filled with people right. i never knew it was just you and cecilia <laughs> and so you and i have spoken once a year since basically 1998.
3: yep no and your voice is, <laughs> no it's funny because when you when you walked in i was like wow and before i knew that he was a customer mm-hmm. i was like wow because mm-hmm. they always tell me that i'm really good with voices hmm. but i was like wow that's really strange i mean seems like he's familiar to me but you looked familiar to me but i was thinking well, that's just average it's white probably, guy stuff
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, a really big box yeah, yeah. Like, uh,
1: but yeah.
3: then when that. you said customer i'm like oh and then you said sean and then you, then when you said you're like oh yeah he's a customer and then you right away down five
2: <laughs> that's insane yeah that is absolutely yeah. insane because for, for people that have been coming for years and years how many people would you say there there are like us
3: oh Renewal customers. Yeah. Oh well, I yeah, I don't. I can't even it's because thousands. customers versus tickets is a different thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some right. customers that buy 88 tickets. Right. Some right. that buy 800 tickets. Some that buy a yeah. thousand tickets. But, but, but for the, the
2: guy that like me who maybe yeah, buys three oh my or four gosh. tickets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have to think there's tens of thousands of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. And yet you somehow have enough familiarity that you remember a lot of us.
3: A lot of times I remember, like, um, there's something about each customer, not only like the Grandstand, mm-hmm. but like the city they live in. Because I, I normally, if I look up the order and I see so many different people yeah. like, to have the same names or similar names. And so I kind of remember you in Pasadena. I believe it's more like. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. It's insane. That's I, I kind amazing. of remember yeah, yeah. different people yeah. with different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or sometimes people will go, they'll call and they'll start talking. And I'm like, oh, gosh, there's something about this customer that I remember. This, and this I, guy
1: likes corgis a lot, I think. Yeah. <laughs> then no, I
3: start kind of going into Chicken wait a minute. Sandwiches. I think he has a place in Hawaii.
2: What? Definitely what not. That. Yeah. That's weird. Hold
3: on. But with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: he <laughs> definitely sounds poor.
3: <laughs> no. That's
2: what she said. He sounds angry.
1: Absolutely incredible. She remembers no. that about you. And only because of the interaction of purchasing tickets of, for uh, one ticket. call a year. Yeah. 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 For twenty years. And yeah. I do
3: freak out some people sometimes. I do you remember yeah. this stuff. They do, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. most of the time I start pulling it up, like I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, and I, so I locate people sometimes by the seat and not their name or who they are. Wow.
1: Because what I
3: do is I know <laughs> where they are. Yeah. So I can tell <laughs> people like, right. you know what, this person hasn't renewed. Yeah. This person hasn't renewed. Call this guy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did that today with Cecilia. Like, I'm like, there's something up with this guy. And I've had some good things about that and some like not so good things because I've had people that I'm like, okay, I'm really worried about this guy. I'm going to hold the seats for a while. There's something wow. going on because he always calls on the first day. He hasn't called the first day. He's a renewal customer. He drives cars, you know, up at different other, tracks. Other tracks, yeah, right. And, you know, he's racing a Porsche. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's really interesting. There was a race a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, we need to reach out to this guy. And then I've called and I've asked for the particular person when the husband's like or the wife has said, oh, you didn't hear and then I find out they've passed away wow and and wow. that's and it's because they didn't renew their seats and right. I'll be like okay right. this is and I get kind of chills about it sometimes because it's yeah. a little strange yeah. because you're yeah. like you know what It's me. Mean? it's almost like a family member that comes over every right. Thanksgiving right. or every Christmas exactly right and then when they don't and you're like that's kind of strange there's something up and there's customers I do have messages that between this time of year they're in one you know they're like snowbirds they're in Florida yeah. or yeah, they're sure. in Texas mm-hmm. or they're in Arizona and,
2: and this is their big annual and track. that's their yeah. big
3: and yeah. I'll put on there you know they want their tickets every year, regardless if they don't renew, don't renew it, call them on the cell yeah, and leave a message and give it a day or two. Cause sometimes they're like in the Rockies or, sure. you know, yeah. they're staying at a KOA right. somewhere. And so then I just, well, so there him. are people that I will hold, or I have notes that this guy works on an oil rig, mm.
1: oh, you yeah. know, in
3: Houston. Yeah. Don't take his seats mm-hmm. because from this time to this time. Or you know this guy's in Russia between this time and this time,
1: and we can't talk about why. Yeah, this is international man of
2: mystery.
3: This yeah. guy lives in
2: Alaska and he's murdering polar bears. Yeah,
1: exactly. They work for oil <laughs> so,
3: companies. Damn damn. Damn.
1: So, in racing, everybody wants tickets. I, I, every weekend, someone will ask me like, "Hey, can you get a couple tickets?" Even a track that I'm not from that area, I have no like direct connection to. Just because you're a driver, of course, you have tickets in your back pocket, right? Right. So I imagine you get hit up nonstop.
3: You know what's really interesting is that, honestly, because I kind of had this thing with working in my prior, you know, working for the airlines prior, everybody was the same way. That was worse. Like, can't you just give me a free ticket to fly to Phoenix this weekend? Like a buddy pass or something. Can you give me a buddy pass? Mm -hmm. Can you put me down that you're my husband, you know, that I'm your (laughs) wife and we're married? Yeah. You know, whatever. (laughs) I got that more then when i got here because they were kind of like oh don't even ask her she's not going to try it because i feel like if i have like 33 full-time people working their weekend and volunteers and we have all the volunteers i'm always like if you give it to one person they're going to tell this person and they tell that person and then this you know soon so i'm just kind of like no but i do this i kind of say well i don't use my tickets so what do you do you need a saturday ga or do you need a friday ga because each full-time person gets four three-day passes, mm-hmm. weekend passes. and So what I do is I do that sometimes. should never have put that on the air. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to get burned yeah. out
2: now.
1: So yeah.
3: now it's kind of like, okay, you want Sunday? Okay, I'll let you four come for Sunday. And then I tell my sister. My sister's always down for like, I want to come for the concert. So yep. Yep. I, she gets Saturday. I used to deviate up like that. So to be honest with you, I do get asked that a lot, but they're like, they know it's not gonna go anywhere. So then they turn around and they start asking everybody else in the booth.
1: So you're not from Long Beach and you're not originally from this part of the country, right? No. So where does your story with Long Beach start?
3: Well, my story starts, honestly, with um, my husband at the time being involved in racing. As well as my father enjoying and loving racing his entire life, and being from Wisconsin, so um, I used to go to a local track by my house when I was younger called Ascot Raceway, and so we used to go there on Friday and Saturday nights for figure eights and all kinds yeah. of stuff.
2: And that was Ascot here in, in Ascot in Gardena, Gardena California. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: Gardena, California. And so um, I came as a customer for years before I started working here in '99. So I started coming younger, probably like in the 80s, mm-hmm. I would say where we would you know come down here, park our bike, ride down the beach, and then park it in the bike you know lockers and everything else and bike racks and then just come in and go to Grandstand 24 in the Hair Perth Turn and I would watch that and walk around and just kind of come in and we've just come at different hours because everybody that we came as a group wanted different things. Yeah, right. Some people wanted to go to the paddock, when some people wanted to come to the concert and that's what I we liked about it. We could come yeah. with a group of people and everybody had their own their own thing and then I just came for years doing that and then it was kind of a fluke that I ended up, uh, Chris Pook had reached out to someone that knew me and Mm -hmm. asked if I'd be interested in in coming and kind of looking at changing and doing some new things with customer service and ticketing, knowing the airline history that I had prior and that's how it started for me.
1: (laughs) So you were riding your bike as a kid to the event?
3: Yes, I was like a teenager. Long Mm
1: -hmm. Beach in the 80s, not at all what it is now.
3: Not at all.
1: Can you describe it for us?
3: I mean, it's gone through, you know, it's gone through many changes from it being a military area back when a lot of them that started working, our volunteers, I should say, and the people that are still at the company, um, that area down there wasn't all that great. And it wasn't set up um, like it is now. Of course, it wasn't we didn't have the security that we have. People were basically climbing over the fences to get in, you know, cutting through the fences to get in. And so the the area itself as far as the way that it's built up down there, they didn't have all the hotels and they didn't have all the restaurants and they didn't have, you know, it was a completely different, you know, area down there. So it was easier for some people to just ride their bikes because, you know, there wasn't a lot of parking for hotel parking or just parking lots. And so a lot of people just walked down here, or took the bus down here, you know, rode their bikes, just, you know, it was more of a beach thing. So a lot of the people that still come have lived in Seal beach belmont shores long beach and a lot of the we were saying from the area that i'm in torrance beach manhattan hermosa um it was kind of like you know if you were here you had some relations or you lived in the beach area and community you know you didn't have a lot of people
2: <laughs> long beach 1980s was not exactly a destination city no yeah.
3: yeah yeah you came for i mean it was I think the Grand Prix put Long Beach on the map as far as the entertainment value of it. Yeah. You know, coming here and being able to have a race, but yet the race wasn't the only thing. You know, at that time it was, you know, from the early on, but now people come here for all kinds of reasons, you know? Yeah.
2: So teenage Tammy riding her bike through Long (laughs) Beach. Was that a
3: good idea in the 80s? Well, it was kind of like what we would do is we would drive from, from Torrance and then we would park in Long Beach, and then we would ride our bike from there to the beach, have breakfast, and then come along. You know, it wasn't like riding all the way. Um, sure,
1: but like it was kind of a sketchy neighborhood back oh, then, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why
3: you had to come, you didn't come by yourself. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I strength mean, in numbers. And <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. sketchy, but it was more like it wasn't a place to hang out. <laughs> In, as a teenager or yeah. in your you know yeah. early 20s, because at that time, the the stuff that was happening down there was not. You just, mean the
2: theaters and the shops? The and
3: theaters stuff. and the shops mm-hmm. and all that weren't there. You had the well, old were. Pike, you had the old Pike, <laughs> right? Right, right. But yeah, they were visited by different clientele.
1: So you've seen the transition over the course of your, your time here in Long Beach. Would you say the race has something to do with that?
3: I agree. I, I think so. I think that what's happening is with the, the event coming here um, once a year, and now it's being, it's kind of televised almost like the Monaco from back then. And so people from all over the world come to this event. And it's because kind of what we were talking about, that you have the, the ships, you have the beach, you have shopping, you have the hotels, you know, you Mm -hmm. have all this entertainment value plus the freeway. They can get here from all the other areas Mm -hmm. now. They can take the A-Line, which is our metro that they can take from downtown and we have all the the freeways the 710 the 101 the 110 that turns to to the thomas bridges you just
2: became an snl sketch right
1: there (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry but i'm just saying like
3: i I understand what's sad is i knew
2: every freeway you just mentioned very (laughs) well so yeah yeah yeah, i got you no
3: i mean you know now it's it's a little different than from back then when you were going through like ports to get here you know yeah and that was you know that would not be fun Yeah.
1: So the type of fan that buys a ticket to race at, you know, Laguna Seca or Sonoma, is is probably more of a diehard race fan specifically. But with your event, there's so many different things going on. What kind of fans buy tickets to it?
3: Well, that's what's interesting about it. I mean, we have our group of long-term renewal ticket buyers, like we were saying, that we go on sale whatever day that is that we put it out there. And we give them their 30 days, you know, 60 days, depending on um, in the past that this kind of changed a little bit. I mean, you know, back then when you mailed everything out, you had mm-hmm. to give them a longer time to mail everything back. Now we're doing everything email. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have generations now coming. You have the parents that were coming that were kids when they started coming, you know, and now, you know, and they're married. and They had kids and now they're coming and now they're starting to bring their kids. I mean, we have two and three year olds. So. That's where I think it's, it it used to be, you know, and I'm sure if you've been coming all the years you've been coming, I mean, back in the 88, the last race that I attended, it was not appropriate for some kids under the age of 18 to be in attendance. (laughs) Uh, because of some of the, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, shenanigans that were going on <laughs> at the event. It might not have been appropriate because my words that I remember saying is, yeah. thank God we don't have kids that we brought here. You know what I mean? And at that point, I'm twenty one. <laughs> but I was looking around going, wow. You know, and I was kind of shocked. So over the years now, we're more kid friendly. We have, you know, a kid zone. Yeah. And. We got rid of certain areas that might not have been like that, but we have added, like, cantinas and all of that. Mm-hmm. So we have that for everybody. We we added the go-karts, you know. We were doing go-karts, and then we added a kid zone and, and just stuff like that. But yet we also did a junior price, you know, making it so that it wasn't just adults, mm-hmm. but they could bring their children, and we'd give them a little bit of a cheaper price to sit in the grandstands. And so... You know, now it's it's a wide range for everybody. I have husbands that are like, look, I come, I get a hotel inside the infield. My wife stays inside the whole time by the pool, mm-hmm. having her drinks and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm here three days. And she says, you know, do whatever you got to do to right. your heart's content. Right. He sits in the grandstand three days, is in there at 730 in the morning yeah. and doesn't leave until like the last car stops. Right. So we have that, which is great because he says she lets me come. I get to buy my airline tickets, she comes to Long Beach, she can't get her car out after 7 in the morning, and yeah. she has to stay there from 7 to 7, and after that, I have to, my deal is I have to take her to dinner, or right, right. we have to go, you know, take the kids to Disneyland Something
1: fun. F- Monday, yeah.
3: Tuesday, Wednesday afterwards, and so with that being said, we get, a, it's a little bit of everybody now.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it seems like you have your diehard, you know, uh, yearly ticket buyers yes. like, like Sean, yes. but then you can also get quite a lot of people that are just curious about being a part of the scene.
3: They've never been. Yeah. It's always on their bucket list. I get those every year. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that you're on the phone with because they want to ask you every single question (laughs) as to, should I rent a car if I come into LAX or Long Beach or should I fly in? You know, I mean, it's like – Okay, you're going to have to look at the airline schedule, but I can help you with what you need on race weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the type of customers that want to come just for the day. Mm-hmm. Want to come on Saturday. Saturday's more kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. Sunday is your die-hard race fan, and Friday you have a lot of the customers that that are they live in the area. They don't necessarily want to buy a ticket yet cuz they don't know what it's about, so they want a come and pay $34 for a general admission ticket and walk around and check it out. Yeah. And half the time, you know, that's where we suck them in. They were like, okay, <laughs> this guy's going to come one day. Yeah. He's going to love it. He's going to enjoy it. He's going to, you know, walk around, see all the stuff. We're going to tell him, hey, but if you come back tomorrow, you get a concert, you get this and that. Mm-hmm. And that's what ends up happening. And then what, what is the bad part about that is when you buy your tickets individually, you end up paying a lot more.
1: Yeah, right, you know? right. but
3: that's it draws the people in so friday brings our sponsors to a lot of promotions and and the radios start and our sponsors of acura will start doing deals and it just draws people in so you don't have to necessarily buy a ticket for three days is where i'm going Mm -hmm. whereas some of the events you know like coachella or something you gotta buy a three-day package or you have to buy like you can come for one day you're not overly spending a huge amount of money so if you want to just come for eight hours and leave you got your money's worth right. you know what i mean yeah that's yeah
2: so we've been sort of following you around just seeing you at work and one of the things that really became apparent in some of the phone calls we saw was people call and because it's more of an event necessarily than, a, than a, r- a road race that we're used to seeing people don't know what they don't know and so they'll look to you honestly just a tell them what's what because there's so many different things to see and so many ways to get around
3: yeah exactly what I do what I personally do is I listen when they first call um, depending on where they're calling from, um, I kind of, I look down the, the area code, the zip code. I'm kind of looking and, and listening to what they're saying. And what, what are they, are they a die hard race fan? Are they starting to tell me what kind of engines are in the IndyCar and what kind of, you know, what engine they are coming to see in the IMSA race? Then I'm like, okay, he knows his racing. So he's, he's coming to watch the race. So if someone calls me and says, "You know I want to know what kind of um, beer they sell and what band is playing I get the feeling that they're just coming for it's you know it's something to do yeah, yeah, more so it's than an event race, yeah. I want to come down there you know and, and 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 that kind of you know when they start asking maybe prices for certain things that kind of tells me that's somebody that's It's what we were kinda I mentioned before like a bucket list type of thing. I've always wanted to go to Long Beach. I I'm not working right now, maybe, and I wanna come. So I start asking them, you know, what days do you want to come? And do you want a seat or do you not want to have a reserve seat? Are you a type of person that's gonna walk around the paddock all day? Do you wanna, you know, go see the boats? What what are you coming to see? You know what I mean? And when they start kind of going into it, well, okay, this is this you know, they'll normally go in a little further. Well, I'm buying it for my husband or buying it for My boyfriend, or I'm bringing my 85 year old dad because he's always wanted to see this, and then that kind of tells me right there where I want to go. And I'll say, okay, how you know what day do you want to come? And then I start narrowing it down, and then I just kind of go from there. You know, I say, well, this package right here has shade. You know, if he's 85 or 83 or 92, because I've I have one coming, he may not want to walk a lot, and he may not want to sit out in the sun all the time. So let's look at a hospitality package that maybe for one day. And, you know, is he handicapped? How, you know, does he have any disabilities? Does he have any mobility issues? Because that's going to determine where I'm going to put him on the track. Then I kind of go from there. You know, can he go over stairs? Does he need a ramp to get in the grandstand versus climbing? You know, I'm sure he's not going to want row one because at this point I don't have it. And I'll joke or, you know, and I'll say, but do you want a bottom row then? Or do you want to be able to walk him up on a ramp and just sit? You know, what do you want to do? It may be hot you know and i have fans that every year will call me because they say you helped me last year and oh my gosh or like i'll try to tell them you know it's the same thing i was kind of saying a little bit earlier that if they buy an individual ticket if they want to come one day and then they come the next day you know i, I in california and i know that's just a california issue for me parking is an issue for us right i mean we don't go to something if we can't park our car i mean yeah. and now that, again that's where just, we
2: live based on where we can park for some of us exactly so, yeah
3: and right if i'm gonna and how long it's gonna take me to get out that parking lot if it's gonna take me and i'm and again i'm thinking about everybody that i talk to is it one of these people that are like i'm not parking in this parking lot because i have to wait for everybody to get out and it's in one line or you know I want to park over here because if I have a forerunner and I'm going to go over the sidewalk to get out and I hear that from people, which is not appropriate. But I'm saying, okay, then that tells me the kind of person. Do they have patients? Do they not have patients? Well, they're not going to want to go over a bridge. They don't, you know what I mean? And so I kind of just start making packages for someone. So sometimes if you don't, you're, on the, you're going to be on the phone way too long. And I want to be on the phone as long as I can, but in the same sense... I don't want to do their airline schedule or the Greyhound schedule like I did, you know. But that was the
2: thing that actually impressed us is that you took way more time than I actually thought you would, especially given the fact that you're selling thousands of these, especially as we get into crunch time now.
3: A lot of times on some of the packages are like the parking, for an example. I mean, we sell parking lots, but the city sells parking lots. And what I have learned with us moving our offices, I used to work off-site. We had a ticket office on First Street. And that ticket office we rented for 12 months for eight weeks. But because I'm at the corporate office and then I would move into that office, okay, people that are upset don't want to have to walk out of the event, walk up a block to try to get something resolved. And sometimes we could resolve it on site, but if it was a ticketing issue, like a printing of a ticket issue or something like that. Well, as I moved to the track, I personally noticed that I'm like, all these years that I was really pushing our parking. Really became like, well, you need our parking because I was seeing people standing out there on the corners, changing the sign. there's a long line, and it had twenty dollars, and then there was nobody then it had forty dollars, and then right. it would say thirty dollars and they'd be turning their signs, right. and I'm like thinking, well, my customers are getting like right. r- the raw deal here, so you know literally
2: what I mean? like midday
3: midday they
2: like the parking lots that aren't Grand Prix ones are it's like a moving stock price
3: yeah
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> up today yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's market price yeah, yeah. <laughs> lobsters yeah. more
2: today
3: that yeah. is honestly the truth and i didn't realize that because uh, i rode my bike when i was a yeah, customer yeah, yeah wasn't it and yep. i'm like you know, it's so it's funny Honestly, looking back at it, that I started saying after that to people, look, we have a parking here for fifty dollars, and you're here for three days, and it's like breaking it down is like twenty, twenty, and ten. You are going to pay more than that to park your car, and I have literally said that to people, knowing that that was going to happen after I moved on site, and then they call me back this, the next year and go, alrighty, you take, you give me whatever I need. If I need, an, you know, and, and I'll say, this is what you need. You need your tickets. And you need your parking, your panic pass is going to be the same price we buy it today or the day of the race, you know, depending on what day. So I just try to look at it as if I was coming for the first time. Yeah. What would someone tell me if someone told me I'm bringing three kids, you know, and an 85 year old dad? I would want someone to tell me it's going to be hot. I'm going, you're going to fry in the grandstand. You don't need this. Or you you don't need need this or you don't need that. Like, you know what I mean? Just, Give me my options and let me choose. And I find that I end up, you know, I've had people call me and they're like, okay, I'm going to buy a three-day GA. And I'm like, no, you don't want to buy that. (laughs) I go, this is what you want to buy. You want to buy a lower row reserved grandstand for $82 and have a seat on Saturday and Sunday. And you can sit anywhere you want on Friday. And if you want to see the hairpin turn or see the cars twice in, in turn one, Go down there and sit. I could do that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, and then you're like, okay, look at now you've saved enough money uh-huh. where you have a beer, you have a water, you're going to be able to get a sandwich, you know, King yeah. taco and all, you know, yeah. I'll start throwing nice out stuff yep. and then I'll say, or now you got enough money to park. Right. Now you need to buy this parking for $40. And I, and I, so I tried to get them more of their value and then they'll call me back the next year. And they'll say, I have to talk to Tammy because last year she saved me $40. And then I get yeah. people that say, well, you do my Christmas shopping for me because you just saved me like $300. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like a joke with right. us. How and are you with
1: car insurance? You know what yeah, I mean? Can, yeah. yeah, right?
3: It's like because if someone is honest with them, I think, and yeah. tells them – OK, because if if someone just sells them the ticket and then they get down there and they spend seventy five dollars to need park this. their car. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they spent twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars with some sign guy down there flipping, yeah. you know, down on Third Street. Unfortunately, then they're like, you know what, that person could have told me they had parking or whatever. Right. And I just think of yeah. it like I, I just look at it as like if my mom was calling or what you would know, you want them to hear? What would yeah. I want my dad to hear? Yeah. Or what would I want my mom to hear? Yeah. And I just listened. And that's what I do. I just listen to people. And sometimes I get people that I'm like right away, like I'll I'll do that with in a fun way. I'll uh-huh. go, let me tell you what you want. Right. You know, right. I don't say you, you know, you don't want that. But I, right. I kind of joke with them as <laughs> to, okay. And then this guy just recently, I, I said, okay, I get it. He was a businessman. Right. And I'm looking down at his email mm-hmm. and I'm looking down at his, his orders in the past. And I'm like, you know. I think I got a better deal for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I sound like a used car salesperson. But, but you're but actively
1: the... you're actively not giving them the most expensive option, which is what, you know, bottom line is, is right. let's make as much money selling tickets. Right. Because I think your goal is if this person is happy, they're going to come back. They're coming back. And they're going to spend that money again versus if you get them wrong once because right. you went for the big ticket item the first time. Exactly. It could scorn them and now done.
3: Exactly. And I've, and I've had people that, that have now I've helped every year. Yeah. That Like this year when we had the, the council leave at and, you know, they took a credit rollover now they've called me this year and we've done this to so many customers this year and you know and they've called and they go well now that I have like six hundred dollars mm-hmm. or seven hundred dollars let's mm-hmm. say on a credit with you can I get into the pit lane mm-hmm. because now I'm only gonna have to pay this right. and I've always wanted to do the pit lane yeah, right, you know what right. I mean? and so they feel like because it's not coming out of their pocket yeah. like right that moment I'm only going right. to charge them a difference right. and then I have to change you know I'll, I'll send them down to marketing but sometimes I'm like God, great I just lost one of my customers but I go he'll be back you know I mean he'll be back but I have little notes in there and and, and my staff you know I put little notes I try to like you know with customers that over the years that have called uh, Tammy's a
1: drug dealer yeah. Tammy is an absolute uh, I go after yeah, have a little bit. Have a little taste. I, I, that's little what I taste. do. Have that's what taste. I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what?
3: You need to come for Saturday. If you really like it, this is what we need to do. And then next year, this is what we're going to do. And, and I talked to them like, I already know you're coming next year. Right. And then they, <laughs> they say to me, how do you know
0: I'm coming? Yes. And she's
1: literally yeah. pushing it. Yeah. How do you yeah. know yeah. I'm coming? Mama Johnson? Yeah, she's like, I know what you need. Yes. Yeah.
3: You're it's coming. Front
1: row seats. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're coming and back. And you already
1: paid this and you got that rollover. So how about a little bit of crack? Yeah, just a little bit more for you. Now, do do you have to, like, answer to Jim with this stuff? Well,
3: I answer to Jim on the numbers. And because I do numbers and reports, Mm -hmm. and because Jim is a numbers man, I'm the one that tells people in other departments or other (laughs) individuals, we're not doing that because it's not going to fly with Jim. Because I know right Right. away, um, and I pretty much know almost – all the time, when someone comes to me and says, Well, we're just going to do this, I know if he's going to like it or not. Right. Right. Now, on certain things, you know what I mean? But on other things, I'm like, Sometimes he's afraid to tell me because then when he tells me, I'm like, That's it. Like right. when he told me, All right, we're losing this X number of parking passes mm-hmm. in this lot, everybody is losing that parking pass right. in their order. Right. And it's unfortunately, you know what I mean? I wish I could just go print my own parking
1: <laughs> right yeah so do we
3: or you know no i'm just joking and <laughs> I, I'm all else kidding on that because right. everybody comes to me like okay well we don't have and then it becomes i say well if dwight gives it to us mm-hmm. so i'm kind of between dwight and jim and if you ever attended a budget meeting with us oh imagine that is very interesting because they sit at each end of the table I so I what i do this. is i sit in the middle so i can go And then they kind of go back and forth. We fight over it. We used to fight over, which now I'm no longer invited the last year or two, to the budget meetings because we fight over like it's like our money, you know? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's,
3: you know, and I know he tells me, this is what you're going to make in that budget meeting. And he he doesn't even, you know, this is Mm -hmm. what you're going to make. And if you don't make this, he goes, well, I don't know what we're going to do about it. I think, you know, this is what we need to make. So he's, he's on me a lot, but I think it's because I'm on myself a lot.
1: So if, if Jim's you know, whole goal here is to put on a successful event, sell a bunch of tickets, you know, and obviously create revenue from that, and you're actually telling fans, like, you don't spend $200 when I can save you 40 but then you'll be happier. Is he like, no, let him spend the 200 Or does he understand the, the no, philosophy? No,
3: I, I think he knows where I'm at. Like, he knows that I'm trying, like, he knows, like, I'll call him and I'll tell him, you know, like, I just did like a $40,000 order. So... You know, or he, we have like this little thing that I used to do with him all the time, where I come in and I go, you know what? Today I'm making seventy five thousand. He's like, okay, you go down there and you do that, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Then I call everybody that I know that's gonna buy a ticket, and I make seventy eight thousand. And then I go, okay, today I did seventy eight. I told you I was making seventy five. And there are days when I'll be like, you know what? It's not happening today, boss. So just you know, don't pay me anything. Just don't pay me anything. I go, you know what? Because I, you know, and I make jokes about it. Or else, you know, I've said that like one day. I don't know what happened. Something happened, and I was joking like, you know, I think I just need to go home because, you know, it's not happening. Today today I'm going to have to make more. But it's not that he knows. He knows I really, really try to help the customer. And I think that because when he's out on his bike and they go, you know what, Tammy didn't move me into row one. He'll go, you know what, you need to discuss that with her now. Like he has my back because – he now knows if I if row 1 was available I would have given him row 1. So when I first started it was hard building that relationship. You know, like with maybe like a customer like Sean, because because
1: right. he's hard headed. When I get in listen. there and I say, yep. "Well,
3: I'm sorry, but I'm not able to do that." Well, oh. you know, I'm, is there somebody else in the office? Whereas, <laughs> oh, you know,
2: you did that. <laughs> I definitely. I was like, <laughs> that one I was be, like, hey, look. that guy. I was like, hey, sweetheart. <laughs> um can listen, you? That, ain't yeah. 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 that ain't happening. That ain't happening. I hear that a lot all the time. Like that's. <laughs> Wait, <what I laughs> do you really hear like wow. "sweetheart" and "little lady"? And oh yeah, here we go. Sweetheart, let me tell you where I want to sit. Yeah,
1: we get that. We get that one. I have a Corvette. I need a
2: parking pass right up front.
3: Okay, that's Genese what I hear right all now. the time. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's <laughs> the one I hear all the time. Is this oh, sweet? We hard? are sold out with the Corvettes by the first day of on sale. <laughs> you nailed it, Ryan. You nailed that. Did someone not tell you that? No, no, no.
1: Okay. it's just the world we I live in we know our market
3: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm not kidding you do you know yeah. they're still calling and they're like are you sure because i i, I there's yes. we haven't a, a old...
1: do they ever say like but my corvette's really special
3: no they're yeah. saying i have a new one and right. i waited a year and yes. i had to i watched this per right. text yeah. and video yeah. knowing when i was going to get this delivery right. oh i've heard
1: i uh, need to be able to park it next to all the other ones that are exactly the same right exactly <laughs> And I am a
2: C four.
3: I need to <laughs> have it's from my yes, yes. I need to have my car in a and mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. know, and I have generational on that. My dad has this Corvette. Wow. Mm-hmm. My dad and the wife and the husband bring three cars, and they I met
2: car- Eric Estrada. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is that a thing? Did that this happens? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, what I can't believe it. You, you, no one told you that, really. No,
1: no, that, it's just that's, we, that, that's, we know our, the, we know our. That folks. is so yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. If we
3: had, if we sold two hundred Corvette parking passes, mm-hmm. technically through the ticket office, yeah. I would sell two hundred before the first day of on sale.
1: Wow, that quick! And I yeah. have a wait yeah. list
3: that I start. Yeah. Now, yeah. For people that are hoping that someone's going to blow an engine on a car right, and not right. be able to bring it. <laughs>
1: not show up.
3: <laughs> and not show up.
1: They're like checking Facebook to yeah. see if any of their buddies in their car yeah, yeah, they are the, like, oh, I blew the transmission again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes.
3: And we run out of them. and I'm Tammy, like, yeah, give me that pass. Yeah. yeah. I'm not kidding you. Now, so, that's what you need to print if ooh, you're a child. If you get you wanna, do, I,
2: I'll tell just you how show you me. fix this. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> help the calls, do it all through QR codes.
1: Yeah. There yeah. you go. that will be like, I guess I'm not going. Yeah.
3: That's exactly what I would get. I would get my
1: kid and figure this thing out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, we nailed that. Yep. Um, that is
3: pretty funny. So
1: how many people work underneath you doing the same kind of thing you're doing on the phones? Like with like helping people or, you know, any right. communication?
3: All year for full time, mm-hmm. there's two of us in the office. Wow. Through, yeah, yeah through, okay. and and that number has gone from like five full time yeah. yeah. um, to two because of technology, you yeah, know, Right. basically, I mean, which has been a good thing. And then we bring back seasonal part-time, mm-hmm. um, normally, you know, eight weeks out, okay. let's say, you know, if, if in our races in April, we bring yeah. someone back around Valentine's okay, day. Okay. So how but many we're...
1: people when it's at its max are helping with the, with the communication with fans about tickets? Well,
3: in the call center, yeah. we normally will bring in about four four or five okay. additional yeah. um, again. But then as we get closer, I kind of filter in more people. So sometimes people, because we will go seven days a week. Right, right. So we have people that can only have other jobs who can only work yeah. Saturday, Sunday, or I have some that will come in and work with me when I work until 7, 8 mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. So um, as of right now, I had brought in two. Right. Um, and this year, I actually have a couple volunteers. That one is a customer. Mm-hmm. We basically told her that she has to come in and help us with it. Or she's not getting her tickets. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, joking. <laughs>
1: just held it to her head I'm like d- <laughs> that. Yeah, you want these? Yeah.
3: I'm just kidding. No, she's she doesn't mess around. She's so. very sweet, and she's she's been asking. <laughs> so we took advantage of. Them. Hey, can we come in and just? She's just coming in and trying to help us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but seriously, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I um we then. I'm going to be bringing in more. So as we go to Saturday, Sunday, um, we will bring in like two more. And then the week of the event is when I need to really Mm -hmm. start because we open up an office on Long Beach and Ocean. And that's Uh, for
2: all just the random walk-ups.
3: Random (laughs) walk-up, teams coming in. You know, we got our IMSA teams coming in. And then that way they can come over and get more tickets. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of
1: complaining there. So, okay, so it sounds like 80% of the time throughout the year, it's just you and one other person working the tickets and dealing with the customers. And then about eight weeks out, you bring in just three or four more people to help out. And the average attendance figures is well over 150,000 people. Yes. You know, we're getting close to 200,000 people at some of these races. And then there's five of you sometimes.
3: Yeah. As we get closer to the event then we'll have that many. Because we have because we 'cause we're print we actually print the reserve tickets yeah. in house. Um, um, we reprint like we preprint some of our paddock passes because of our sponsors. You know, they take a large amount of the, the paddock passes that we have pre printed. And we also, you know, we give radio stations mm-hmm. the tickets to do our, you know, radio buys right. and yeah. Advertising and yeah. um, volunteers. You know, we, we have to give them tickets to get right. into the event. We have, I mean, so so we not only have our buying public, mm-hmm. but we have sponsors. Corporate we do partners. their tickets. Yep. Corporate partners, yep. exactly. Wow, exactly. So and, and, and again, that's huge because we have we have even uh, a man that buys thousand tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so you're talking. Uh, we have a law firm that buys seven eight hundred tickets. Wow. And they, that's three-day tickets. So you're printing three tickets mm. for one customer. Right, so right. we will start printing, um, like, Monday, Tuesday, and we will print nonstop. Wow.
2: You're saying that Long Beach very much <laughs> tries to look like there's a lot more people behind the effort than <laughs> the appearances may show.
3: Well, yeah, there's a lot of people that—are you looking for something that's I'm showing
2: hour? our three cameras and uh, and our camera. huge staff behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, good job. You can get a break when it's over. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Try the duck sauce.
3: We just Basically, have Long so- Beach
1: is a dinner with racers and motorsports. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Of, we don't, uh, we don't get to
3: eat much um, <laughs> well, race fine. weekend, yeah. Yeah. but um, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work, but yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, um, almost everybody that leaves says, "When are you going on sale? When am I? When can I buy my tickets for next year?" And and the first calls I told Sean when we tried to kill him when he walked into our ticket <laughs> office with a, <laughs> a room divider. So close, <laughs> very close.
1: We had a deal. <laughs>
3: oh, sorry. that. Good luck um, with that. Yeah, I need that money back. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll change that subject. <laughs> <laughs> We do whatever we can okay, I mean, yep. you know, to make it, make them come back. But no, honestly, what I was saying before I, I said that was that the first call we get, the first calls on Monday when we're all trying to pack up to come back to the office is- The day after the race. What is the race dates for 2022? <laughs> that is the it's only call though. we get yeah. on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. It seems like there's kind
2: of two phases for the ticket office before the ticket stock comes in and after the ticket stock comes in, what what is this magical ticket stock?
3: Yes uh, what we um, well with us going with an e-ticket option mm-hmm. um, in the past on all the other years up until about 10 years ago, um, we had to print every single ticket. And we mailed of yeah. every single ticket, yeah, hundreds yeah. of yeah. thousands, because it's a three-day ticket. They get three tickets, one seat. Yeah, right. You know what right. I mean? Right. And so right now, then this, our stock comes in, <laughs> our... Ticket stock comes in we start physically printing all the customers that selected U.S. mail as a shipping method. Um, if they selected an e-ticket, then they've already been able to print their tickets. But right. half the time now, they've deleted their email that had the link or they printed the tickets. Now they don't know where they are and they don't know if they could pre them again, you right, know. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. we start printing the tickets. And then we have to just mail out all the tickets that have been ordered from, you know, normally on a, a normal year from August to, um, up to the actually – up until the day that we get everything mailed out so that process is huge it's a huge undertaking we Mm -hmm. have to bring in people to fulfill it put in the parking passes put in our letters saying thank you very much inserts you know advertisements for drifting merchandise you know we just try to give them as much and normally um a a little fan guide that Mm -hmm. that gives them a a guide a little pocket guide that gives them everything they need to know so if they don't know how to get on the internet they don't know how to look for that particular item they would have a fan guide. And then we still have the walk-up crowd that wants to walk up and buy their tickets. So we will have pre-printed tickets Mm -hmm. in the booths. Whatever we haven't sold, we'll open it up, send it to whatever booth is located to Mm -hmm. that entrance yeah. or to that grandstand to try to make it i mean i don't want to sell someone a ticket that's in turn five you know and they're coming in the red entrance for an example and we just color code it for directional yeah and now they're going all the way to 24 yeah right, whereas right, i right. may put grandstand 24 in the booth that's at that entrance over there so we just try to give them up the tickets and just keep selling 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 and <laughs> and you know what i mean
2: so when that stock arrives to print all those tickets, that's when the chaos starts.
3: Oh, my gosh. If it was going on right now, I wouldn't be having this interview with you guys.
2: Oh, it's just—it's impossible to get away from?
3: Oh, no. Because what happens, once that starts coming out of that machine, yeah. it's going to continue to come. And so I have a whole mechanism, or I'm going to be there until, like, I mean, it, it, it just keeps printing. And, and it's not, sheets of tickets. And here's it's, the thing.
2: It's not like some industrial printer going over the ticket stock. It. It's it's like just an inkjet out of an office. Oh, it, a, is that right? It's a
3: little printer <laughs> oh. from Boca, uh-huh. and we print it that way. Now we've gone full circle. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, but it prints out, and I have them in continuous how you, feed. How often are you changing cartridges? Five hundred. Um, it depends on the orders, but I'm changing them like I, I have another l- set up. Mm-hmm. Why one set's coming out and the middle? and the middle, the minute that last ticket stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pull it out, put it in, and I have a way of doing it. So it just comes right, but starts it's basically out. like
2: an office printer. Anytime I print yes. anything, I lose my mind because no matter what I try to print, I'm always out of paper, out of ink. Your printer isn't any fancier than what I have at home. So that's it, the preparation. Yeah.
3: There's <laughs> nothing to it, but it's very sensitive. Like if you it's got a mind of its turn mind. it off and turn it back on, yeah. which a lo- like
1: – All I'm hearing is Sean for
3: <laughs> IT people don't care for them. But – we love them, and so what you do is turn it on, turn it back off, and then it'll realign itself and just start spitting it out. You know, I mean, they spit out the tickets.
1: Do you know what happened if it was you? None of that. Yeah. <laughs> you turn it off, it would never turn back on. Yeah. You turn it on, it'd be printing black and white. See, I yeah. normally have that. Like that's your, yeah. the same
3: thing with our our copier in there. But my
2: slider would start working <laughs> for some reason.
3: <laughs>
2: um, so, but it, so here's my question. So this this stock is arriving five weeks out.
3: Which is the latest it ever has on okay, my watch? Okay, that was
2: my question. It is like this: your life would be easier if this came ten weeks ago. Why does it take this? That's long?
3: That's exactly why I wanted it. Oh, okay. but, oh, so, but, oh so this isn't actually. Yeah, is an actual yeah, yeah, we can talk not, about a, yeah.
2: so, so there's not a design. Well,
3: behind it. a lot of it this year. It was a couple. It was there is some reasons behind it, and a lot of the reason is because we kind of waited. Um, that's why I was telling you before that I kind of feel like I'm sometimes the the negative one when I say look. <laughs> We need to send the artwork off. We need the tickets. We mm-hmm. need to get it in here. Mm-hmm. We had a canceled event. I don't want anyone thinking we're going to cancel this one because they haven't received their tickets yet. Right. Were you thinking that, John, as a customer? Well, I was making I'm a just documentary just
2: for a, for a <laughs> this, is just, this is our <laughs> new way of getting tickets. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's making sure that yeah, I'm going ticket. to yeah. just
3: to get it out, and then I'm going to hand them to you. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll it's call. Yeah. Like,
1: next time, just call me. <laughs> 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 No, I'm just checking.
3: <laughs> but what happens is that normally we have our logos on the bottom for our sponsor logos. Right. We try to, you know, highlight that and we added the GTA race. Um, Onto it, and then at this, we were like, "Okay, well, we have to wait and get that logo for them. We're gonna put that logo on there." And then it started just becoming like, "Well, maybe we should change the color." Oh,
2: so because the ticket sock is some is this fancy symbol of the event, it's gotta be right. All the logos Mm -hmm. have to be on Mm -hmm. it. All the artwork from all your support series, so on and so forth. And
3: it becomes a a like a task every year because you want everybody to get the tickets in time, but Mm -hmm. everybody wants to put. You know, I was saying lately there are two cents about Mm -hmm. what needs to go on it and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then we decide color. Normally, you know, I just think this year a lot of hands kind of got in our pot and we were changing it and changing it and changing it. And we went with a different company Mm. and with COVID and then being closed down and just staffing and product issues, I think, is is the reason why we don't have it yet.
2: Mm. But generally, ticket stock is, is it's still no matter what time, whether it's 20, whether it's COVID or not it is still this kind of bureaucratic middle management nightmare
3: of it's like getting it all. Yeah. You, you have to get the disclaimer on the back. It's right. going to make, you know what we want it to say. Yeah. We added a, a, a deal for Acura to be able to get a, discount mm-hmm. and so we were waiting for that artwork what were we going to do are we going to put a car on the back are right, we going to put an Acura? Right. are we going to put an NSX? are we you know that becomes a discussion mm-hmm. and so it is it's a big thing because people collect them it's a commemorable item at our event and that's why it's really hard for us to get people to go to an e-ticket option you know i mean they want that ticket in their holder and mm-hmm. they have they'll, they'll come up mm-hmm. and they talk about it on the phone that they have every ticket of every right. race Literally, they've ever right. gone to yeah. they fan them out If you change a person's seat, they're going to say, look, you changed my seat. And they fan them all out. It's like, no, we didn't change your seat. Because we had a situation
1: <laughs> no, it's reading. where
3: we about. had a gra- uh, yeah. a grandstand because the city moved the intersection
1: yeah. 18 Ugh.
3: feet to the west. But what about
1: my seat? 18 wow.
3: feet to the west. did It nice. affected yeah. Grandstand 5. Nice. And so people were coming up to us and saying, right. you moved my seat. Yeah, and you, Tammy, saying, You did this. I, I did it. Five. Yeah. But after <laughs> the first customer, the first customer, you're like, yeah, you know, we didn't move your seat. Yeah, then right, you have right. the second customer, and you're like, no, sir, you know, you're... And then, you know, you get five or six and then like I'd be looking at Sean from now on and go, Look is this grandstand moved? In, and then they're like, something's wrong here. Something's different. You know, I start yeah. calling people yeah. that like yeah. I put over there and uh, they were like, yeah, they go, there's a problem. <laughs> uh, normally I'm, a, you know, <laughs> and they, and they, so I started kind of saying, oh my God, I got on a horn with, I was asking everybody mm-hmm. is the, the placement. Uh, so finally I looked at this one guy to, to narrow, narrow it down and I said, what is wrong? Okay, you're in your grandstand, you're in your section, is your line of sight not the same? And the guy goes, you nailed it. My light of sight is not the same. I used to see in the middle of the, uh-huh. you know, the turn uh-huh. section, you know, turn right. one, right. and now I'm looking at a no U-turns sign that yeah. I never looked at before. Right. And then I was calling everybody, trying, and because people were like, "You get my grandstand moved," and, <laughs> and unfortunately, it was, that was what happened. But we didn't know that, and right. so Dan Dwight confirmed it. And then after the event. <laughs> After the event, they're saying to me, you know, the city did move it. And unfortunately, so then that next year, everybody was in Section 2, wants to be in Section 1. Section 1 wants to be in Section 2.
1: Right, right, right.
3: So those are the kind of... devastating things that happened to us on the weekend that we don't know about in the ticket office sure, right yeah that all of a sudden yeah. they're saying you move my seat and we're well like, you're the
1: first person they can get to well you know what i mean
3: and it, i just need someone to say that like i had the same uh, incident one yeah. other time with something so sometimes when we make some changes which we yeah. have yeah. with the course yeah that's the only thing that really affects us when it comes down right. to
2: so on a, even on a normal year you you'll just never have the day where you can send these tickets out four months in advance there's just too many things that have to be on that ticket too many approvals too many changes too many last minute additions whatever they may be so ticket stock when it shows up is always going to be this all hands on deck we must get these out now we because of the, the event's yes. seven weeks out right. right
3: yes for us because of the number of tickets that we're still mailing out and 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 the problem is is because we want it accurate and in auto racing there's changes Mm -hmm. there's different sponsors there's different drivers there's a driver that's left i mean i remember you know in sponsors we had a mcdonald's car on every single ticket and they were not a sponsor (laughs) right i mean so if if that happens then you don't want to take that car off or you don't you know if there's not a number one car and we've made that car so what happens is that that artwork is normally what i work on till the you know until the final cut date and i just try to get the back i try to get the disclaimer yeah. everything else i've programmed already in the system with the dates and this year we changed the, the gates opening at 7:30 for the first time ever uh-huh. since our first we always open at seven and so with that being the case it was these little changes that we had sure. to do which we did but when you start changing a car then there's you know this well we should put this car we should put that car maybe we should put this driver or mm-hmm. we need to make sure that he's still in there and so that's kind of why we, we, we couldn't do it a year in advance or we can't do it six months in advance. Right. We have to make sure that it, that sponsor, that driver, or that wing, <laughs> that car yeah. is going to be in the event so yep. it's more accurate. Yep. And, that's, and that's what happens with that.
2: So we're still a few weeks out right now. When we start following you around on race week, what
3: are we going to see? We have, a, we have two trailers that are placed, um, two ticket booths mm-hmm. that are on Long Beach and Ocean. One b- will become a to buy. Only, and the one becomes like a will-call customer service location, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of people will come now instead of going to our first and these street are week office. Week of only these week are not of. there right, right, temporary. temporary. Yeah. Yeah. This is week of. We start getting the signs put on mm-hmm. that basically say that, and then what happens is we've we've moved computers and printers there to the sidewalk to yeah. print tickets. We've taken our stock that's down there. We have two um, employees that'll be there, and for the teams and everything else. And so by the time we get IT. And all of that place so that we're not, you know, that we have to level it. And we're going to, where those booths are, we're sat, they're going to be there until the following Monday. So we don't leave from that and deviate. They bring the locks and they Mm -hmm. lock it and Mm -hmm. everything else. And we have to put so much stuff in there. We have to bring our printers and the tick, you know, even they want a receipt, we got to print them, you know, the Epson printer. So that's what happens down there at the track. So we leave from there. We get that all set up. And at the call center, that's when now everybody's calling. Mm -hmm. You know, either they didn't get their tickets. They want to add to their tickets. They had an e-ticket now they've decided no they want to pick it up at the wheel call booth or they're leaving it because it's for their mother Mm -hmm. they don't they're not coming Mm -hmm. whatever the we get a lot of that that (laughs) day and so the phones that then we have to have a minimum of four people there right and we will bring in additional stuff and then by that time i'm getting everything ready as far as staff clothing as far as what we're going to need as a staff to work down there so coolers and booths uh, like a little I I have them totes totes to go to each location so if they have need pens or pencils or Mm -hmm. you know all that kind of stuff everything that they're gonna need operational wise in their booths and then um, start cleaning them because sometimes we're renting them borrowing them from other locations Mm -hmm. and so the call center starts getting really busy and then we start having a lot of people coming into our corporate office some to pick up large orders for tickets um meetings that are going on mm-hmm. uh, marketing moves down to the marketing um, location that they'll be at and then the call center just goes crazy and then we just it's just nonstop. We, we're mm-hmm. basically there from like eight to eight right
1: so you tammy specifically what are your hours for the
3: week um, well, come on Monday. I'm there like at 6 a.m. Uh-huh. And I will go. I set up the office on the streets. And I laugh about that. I tell them, we're now on the streets. Yeah. And the girls that work at the booth just told Jim last night, I'm coming to work the street. You know, we have like this little thing <laughs> because we're like, we uh-huh. are literally. Mm-hmm.
1: You said that. Literally
3: mm-hmm. on the sidewalk mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm saying that. And mm-hmm. I mean that literally. Because mm-hmm. people are like, you're on the sidewalk. How am I going to find you? Right. No. <laughs> we are. <laughs> So that they can see it from all over. So we set that up and then I get in my car and I go up to the corporate office and then I help them on the phones. And then I'm normally up there until eight or nine. And then I normally on Monday will go and check in at the hotel and start kind of just getting my room ready for where I'll stay. Yeah. And then um, sometimes I stay there. Sometimes in years past, I went back and we just printed until two or three in the morning <laughs> or whatever we had to do. Sometimes yeah. I go home or get my luggage because I didn't get to do it or whatever. Because you're so uh,
1: backed up doing all the other stuff. And yeah, yeah.
3: normally that's kind of, I mean, it's kind yeah. of 24 seven. And then what I still need to continue to do is wherever I am that night, I run reports for Jim and say, Oh wow, this, this is like, this is what we did today. This is how much, you know, we've done and, you know, I'm either out of this or I'm out of this or I'm out of that right, or, right. Hey, this is, you know, can you find me some more of this? That's what normally I'm trying to do. Right. Can you, can you talk someone into giving me like 500 spots somewhere like right. in the shoreline parking? Yeah, so, right. and then, and, you know, then we have our little discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's so, what normally happens. And it's normally that way. Our it, meetings go to six o'clock on Thursday. So yeah. Thursday it's like you start, you know, you're.
2: You need to be there. You're on site, waking up an hour half half earlier. You're
3: there, and it's just like, and and everybody's (laughs) handing you something. Okay.
0: (laughs) Here's this order. (laughs) Here's this order. I don't know what to do. So what I yeah. Yeah. So at night when I
3: leave the office, I have a bag, and I start putting. They'll say, they'll call, and they say, Jim will say, hey, you know, I need to give this guy this many tickets. Can you get it? Put it in your bag. Give it to me at the six thirty meeting. So I bring in this bag Mm -hmm. a lot of times because there's gonna be all these, these tickets like oh, okay. hey, when yeah. I
2: see you can you give me this? I forgot yeah. to give you this and Dwight's right. like
3: oh I need this guy's order and oh I need <laughs> well, that just like cut
2: helping Dwight out
3: right and <laughs> <Gym> then is fine <laughs> and it's like oh and then by that time oh, okay the the problem that I run into is that I'm still trying to get everybody where they need to be and now now my staff are like the 40 people that kind of work for me are like, okay, when am I going to get my tickets? And when do I get my shirt? And can I come get my staff Mm -hmm. tickets? And Hey, I need my parking pass because this is what's going to happen. And and so my phone, my phone just, someone's been starting to come in because they were like, you know what? You just need to stop answering that phone. Because (laughs) so the phone just rings constantly.
1: One of the most eye-opening things about Long Beach for us is the amount of volunteers that are used to make this event take place. So in the, ticket side of things how many volunteers do you guys see
3: we have anywhere from 175 to 200 in working the grandstands yeah. working the unpaid information booths, volunteers unpaid being there before i mean being there at least 7am if right, not earlier right. depending on where their work locations are
2: so when i go um, to section section 5 to go up to my bleachers There's a person checking our tickets to make sure that we have the right ticket for this. That person is a volunteer who's there because they enjoy it.
3: Yes. They come there, and they pretty much pay to volunteer because they have to park.
1: Get themselves there. They have to get
3: a shirt and a jacket. They have to wear long pants that are a specific color. They need to be ready to stand there for long. We used to have it in the past that you would stand there for like the eight hours. Because you're going to be there from the, you're going to be there before the customers start coming in. The gates were open at seven. Mm -hmm. So they need to be in that spot at seven. Right. You know what I mean? And then information booths that are located in certain areas Mm -hmm. to give directions to customers. I mean, there's volunteers that run the press people. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, that that are a part of that group and we rotate them.
2: This sounds like a hard job. what, what do they get out of this?
3: It's not easy.
2: Yeah.
3: It's not an easy job. And, you know, and it's not, it's long, it's hard work, but it's also fun. I mean, you know what they get? They get the experience of doing it, being a part of it, and, and they enjoy it. They love racing. Maybe these, these people, a lot of them are retired. Um, you know, and so they can come and work specific hours Mm -hmm. and they can volunteer and go to certain things that we have. Right. Um, so, and they're very positive.
2: We're now a few weeks out. There is, it's not like COVID has gone away. I mean, here in the end of August, there are still changes going on and it will be right up to the race. There will be changes in different health codes. You are the first interface with customers and Mm -hmm. they have needs or wants and expectations of what an event should be as it relates to behavior in in a pandemic you have no say how are you handling this
3: well it's all fluid so what I've been telling people that call you know we're doing everything we can we want everybody safe Mm -hmm. we want it like and we keep saying we just want a fan a full fan participation experience to what we can give you as far as we want the the, you know the cars on the track you know we want you in the grandstands but if that means that you're going to have to wear your mask you know on inside or all day yeah. that's what's going to have to happen it's not something that we'll, you know we are going to mandate but if it's mandated then that's what we're going to have, have to, to do follow. with yeah, a right, large right with yeah. a large event yeah. and if anything changes from that it'll be continually updated on our website. So what I'm trying to do right now is just tell the customers, if you have any questions, stay abreast to our website. Yeah. Any changes that are happening and coming along, we're posting it there. And then it's, you know, everything we know, you're going to know as far as that goes, mm-hmm. because us individually, we're not going to be able to say, no, we're not going to do that, or we're going to do that. So what I'm trying to do right now is just tell the customers, it's happening, you know, and if, if it doesn't, we're going to let you know.
2: Generally, how are people responding to that?
3: So far, most of the people that are going to be coming to some of these events, from what I'm hearing, they're like, I'm already vaccinated. I'm going to vaccinate because I'm going to go to concerts. I'm going to go to races. I'm the one that's going to be doing that. And I believe in that. That's the customers that are calling us Mm -hmm. and telling us and have already said that if I get in the grandstand and I don't feel comfortable with the person sitting next to me. Or, or whatever, I'm going to wear a mask.
2: Right. Are you getting those? But here's the thing, and I know science. You can't tell me what to do. Freedom. Is so that call coming?
3: I haven't had it yet. Really? I haven't not had one? it yet. I haven't had it yet. I have people that say. What um, about the Corvette Corral? <laughs> nobody in the Corvette Corral wants to give out their tickets because they already want to buy them for next year. And right.
1: They don't believe in coronavirus anyway. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Those are your word. So words. as of right now,
3: <laughs> if we have anybody that is on the fence or whatever we are saying, you know what? Yeah. Wait until, you know, we get more information as yeah. to where it's going to go. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, if anything. Well,
2: the sea air kills it. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. And it's a little chilly here sometimes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you can't live in a cold, cold It's climate. outside. Yeah.
3: It's outside for the most part. If yeah. you're going to go into the expo, I'm telling them you're going to be wearing a mask. But we're yeah. just going to, you know, as at this point, we're just going we're, we're to continue. We're going to go as we do. I'm yeah. going to print tickets. Yeah. I'm going to mail the tickets.
1: If the race goes off without a problem. And everything happens as as we're all hoping for. Is Long Beach back?
3: Yes. We're back. We we're gonna be here and planning an event for April eighth through tenth of twenty twenty two.
1: If you could describe Long Beach in one word,
3: what would it be? Exhilarating. Meow Meow.
1: Sean, your expertise in motorsports is in the marketing side of things. Oh, man, do I know about marketing. And when it comes to marketing people in motorsports, I know you don't have a lot of love for most of them, but I know someone you really respect is Martin Bannon.
2: Actually, this is not being funny. I genuinely do respect the out of Martin.
1: Martin's been around the sport a long time. He and his wife both worked for the Long Beach Grand Prix and we were able to go to King Taco with him, which I'd never been to before, which is a major sponsor of the event and it's basically a staple of the Long Beach area. And Martin was nice enough to meet us there and sit down and talk about some of the event stuff.
2: Meow. All right, we're gonna start in five, four, three, two. Yeah, so you brought us to King Taco. Yep. Which is not only amazing tacos, Mm -hmm. It's also a sponsor, which is where you come in.
0: Yeah, and um, a little story behind our relationship with King Taco. I started in the company many, many years ago, probably 26, 27 years ago. And when I started out first in the company, it was just um, helping out, like doing some ticket sales and some little programs that we had for local businesses. And somewhere out of a call got directed to me in the office, and it was somebody from an agency talking about a new Mexican restaurant that was going to open up in Long Beach. I didn't want to get some, somehow involved some way. So I, I got talking to them and uh, so it was King Taco, they were opening up their first restaurant here in Long Beach and so we talked about it and uh, they said okay we're having a grand opening in a week's time or two weeks time Would uh, Jim Callion, who was um, at that time he was our controller or CFO and Chris Pook, would they, either one of them be available to come to the Grand Opening? They had some of the political figures coming and they were out of town. They were going to another event, another race somewhere else. And uh, these people want somebody to represent the Grand Prix. I was only in, only in the office like a couple of months at the time. Mm. And uh, I said to Jim, I said, well, you know, will I go and represent? And she said, oh, yeah, sure, you go ahead. And yeah. uh, so myself and my wife, who also works for the Grand Prix, we came up here on a Saturday for the grand opening and met the people for from... This, this specific one? It was actually just across the street here. Okay. That was the original place, and then they moved it, moved over here. So here for the grand opening, I met the people from King Taco, uh, the Martinez family, uh, Raúl Sr. at that time, and uh, his son was only a little toddler who now runs the company. And uh, so from then on, it just built up over the years the relationship, and so it kept on expanding from just doing some small... Uh, packages with us to eventually become one of our major sponsors and you know now they've got a bridge across our circuit they they've got a suite structure or a suite in our uh, seaside suite area they get a lot of tickets as part of their package plus one of the great things that they do is the uh they buy one thousand tickets ah. king taco does and they donate them to the boys and girls club oh cool so yeah. that's from the la orange county long beach actually facilitates it and dispense the tickets throughout mm-hmm. all these areas to all these kids and so, kids that probably wouldn't be able to get to go right. to the race were compliments of King Taco, which, you know, they've never asked for any, you know, recognition for that yeah. or, you know, it's just something they want to do. So it's a great family. Yeah. You know, the uh, Martinez family.
1: So I've been watching Long Beach on TV since I was a kid, but I only came here for the first time in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've known what King Taco is for forever because you see the, the really iconic signs lining the racetrack. Yep. But yet, yeah, here we are for the first time for me, eating here today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then race weekend, of course, they have about three different uh, setups for mm-hmm. for concessions. And th- as you know at our track, the longest lines that you'll see at any of concession stands is King Top. Mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. King yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm.
2: For good reason. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk some uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. Okay.
0: so We've got to give the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Correct title, Sean. I like this of guy already. Never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you're going just take, fine. Uh-huh.
2: Take a bite, and then we recover from this. Yeah. We've been hanging out in the office for the last few weeks, just kind of getting mm-hmm. the lay of the land, understanding how things work. And you described your tenure at Grand Prix of Long Beach, at the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. There sure it is. As uh, moving your way down the office. Mm-hmm. So walk us through sort of your process here, because you've been, you've been now a, a several-decade member of this group.
0: Correct. Yeah. So I worked in the in the department, the marketing department, just doing some local ticket sales. And from there, a couple of years later, a position opened up to take over and run the expo. A person who was there moved on. And uh, so, Jim, who uh, is our president and CEO currently, he um, came to me and came to my wife and said, you know, we've got this spot open. Martin's been in sales all his life. Would he be interested in coming on board? He knows the event, been around the event. I was a volunteer for like 13 years, so I knew the event pretty well. So uh, I came in, interviewed with Jim, and uh, so I took over running the Expo, so manager of the Lifestyle Expo. Also at that time, uh, the Grand Prix uh, handled the marketing and the PR for the Indy Lights Series, the sport event for IndyCar. So one of my job duties was to travel to all the Indy Lights races and interact with the sponsors, uh, you know, PPG, Firestone, people of that nature. I'd go meet the drivers, and I was at the driver meetings, and I'd take the drivers after the race to to the tents to meet their clients and yeah. sign autographs. So you learned early on what a pain-in-the-ass Townsend Bell was. Um, actually, I didn't have too much interaction with Townsend. Yeah. Or or even so then, he was
1: hard to get a hold of.
0: He's a big, tall guy. I'm not going to argue with him all anyway. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the year when I was there was when uh, Greg Moore... Oh wow! Okay. Well, that's cool. And he was yeah. the yeah he was the pinnacle of what it was. Yeah, right? uh, super super nice uh, nice kid. What a what a great guy. Yeah, and um, so so yeah. So I worked managing the expo and, and Grand Prix weekend in Long Beach. I'd be managing the expo, then running out to switch shirts and put on my Indy Light shirt and Indy Lights hat to be there for practice qualifying and just making sure the sponsors were happy. And uh, so from then. Uh, one of the people who was in our hospitality department, she left, moved on, and they asked me if I'd like to switch from managing the expo and take over hospitality. So yeah, I'd be fine with that. And some of the clients I dealt with in expo would have hospitality anyway, so it was, a, it was an easy transition. And um, so I took over around the hospitality for 10, 12 years, and uh, then my predecessor, Mike Clark, he retired, and uh, he was our director of marketing and sponsorship, so I just kept shuffling down the hallway from one office to, the next office to the next office, so that's where I am now. I, I run the department, uh, so I handle all the sponsorships, uh, interact with the sponsors and you know, dealing with them on an ongoing basis and making sure we, are, our goal is to under-promise and over-fulfill as much as we possibly can with our sponsors. You know, you, you know what it's like in the business, you, you just want to make sure that you're taking care of them as best you possibly can. A lot of hand-holding and a lot of making sure that they're happy. You know, our event come around, comes around once a year, so we want to make sure we, we do a good job for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you started here as a volunteer back in
1: 1983. Correct. Why would you volunteer for the Grand Prix?
0: Well, my wife and I came from Ireland in 1982, and uh, so she went to work for the Grand Prix in 1982. So all I could think about back then was just getting free tickets. Okay. That's now, were you a big race fan? or Big you just, race fan. Oh, my, you wife, were. Okay. My, my wife and I were big race fans, I and see. that was part of her resume, and so when they went to the agency. And they looked at my wife's resume with our background involved with, you know, clubs and stuff in Ireland. So it made sense. And plus, when my wife and I, we would look at the race from in Formula One races as well as back then, sitting at home in our house and in Dublin, Ireland, and 10, 11 o'clock at night, and looking at the race in Long Beach, man, wouldn't it be great to go to that race someday? And lo and behold, my wife gets a job there. So, well, so when I went to, to the Grand Prix the first year, um, I would just be there to help out. Just hang out with my wife and uh, the president at the time, Chris Pook, or Jim, was around. And they needed something. I became the runner. So, you know, we'd do that. And, yeah, and uh, actually how it then it progressed was it was we had two pace cars back then. And uh, so Chris might say to me, Martin, will you go up to the suite and such and such a person in the suite and take them down and put them out in the pace car? I said, sure. Hand walked them down. And, and from then on, that became my volunteer job. I was the pace car ride coordinator, so you know back then Phil Hill was one of the one of the pace car drivers. Um, so, so that was my job for thirteen years, just helping out, and and uh, then I went to work for the company. Yeah. So volunteers even today are a big part of the
2: race, oh. and you started as one, mm-hmm. and this entire existence of volunteers exists because people are just race fans and they want to be part of it.
0: Yep, yep. The uh, the crew that we have in my department. Uh, We have maybe 60, 70 volunteers.
2: Wow. Just helping out with all sorts of sponsorship things.
0: All the parks that we have, the hospitality parks, whenever a client comes up to go into the hospitality park, in addition to the security you would have at the entrance, you're also going to have some of our ambassadors slash hospitality volunteers. So they're there from 6 o'clock in the morning. First thing they go out is check, make sure power is turned on, TVs are working, tables are set. and and deal with it. And all these volunteers, a lot of them have been with us for many, many years. Some have been around for like 30, 40 years as volunteers. But passion, they come back uh, year after year. And then I've got a, I've got a crew who helps me on race weekend. It's my auxiliary sign crew. And there's probably about 10 to 12 of those. Volunteers. Uh, volunteers. And, and these are executives. They're CEOs of banks, corporations, that. And they just love being around the event. They're passionate about the event. And so I, I'm out on the track with them first thing in the morning, and we're they're out there. We're putting signs on the tar pallets and hang, hanging signs on the fence. And so what?
2: Are, what? Are, I mean, I genuinely, I love racing. We obviously work very hard to do the things that we do in the sport.
1: <laughs> we're volunteering sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: but I mean, what are the perks? I, I genuinely don't understand why you would, you know, you go to the race to see a race, and if you're if you're greeting sponsors or, or walking people to the hospitality, you're not seeing the race, and you're not getting paid.
0: The i th- one of the things that I think our volunteers are, first and foremost they, they all get nice shirts and it says accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach and it says We're doing this wrong. And it's and it says staff on it. Okay. And they also get credentials. So they've got a credential that allows them when they're taking breaks, which I insist upon that they all take breaks, that they can excuse me, go down into the pits they can wander around, they've got all the and so they love being able to walk around, and, you know, you feel important. And we, we also tell all our volunteers, make sure you see somebody with, looking for something to stop because they've been around for a long time and help out. So in addition to the areas that might be working, but that's what they do. And, so the perk is simply the access that you just can't buy. You can't buy the access yeah. and, and also being part of the event. You're, you're part i you know, I get compliments after the event, you know, from some of our clients and say, you know, your staff were wonderful. And I go, our staff, staff I, right? no, yeah. <laughs> right. my assistant Sandy is, is my staff <laughs> yeah, and a couple of guys in the office. These are all, just because they have a staff short. on, yeah. the, right. they're actually volunteers. It
1: sounds like you moved here to Long Beach, you know, 37 years ago, and you're like a
0: local now. Actually, I've, I've lived here in, in California longer than I lived in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you're Californian now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually live in Huntington Beach. Okay. Next door, I came 37 years ago. and I've moved around Huntington Beach, but never out of it. It was like, well, where else do I need or want to to move to? Yeah. And I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 20 minutes from, 20 minutes from work, so yeah. it, it works out. Yeah. Well, we got family in in Huntington Beach. That's why we stayed in Huntington Beach. So you could speak to Long Beach and kind of the changes
1: that you've seen in the area in the last, you know couple decades
0: oh for sure um, i may speak to it with a, with a bit of an irish brogue but uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been been around here so when when i came first and came to the first race in in long beach you know there was there was none of the buildings downtown there was right. none of the hotels it was right.
2: 1983
0: 1983 you know the the main hotel back then was the queen mary was kind of the, the mm-hmm. top hotel and it was a it was one that was on a hotel it was a hyatt at the time and it was on the corner of 2nd street and and uh, pch and mm-hmm. it was kind of the the But nothing else downtown. So over the years, I've seen obviously all the banks Mm -hmm. that have grown up, all the hotels that have grown up, um, been built, and all these apartment complexes. And you know, let's face it: back when uh, the race was initially run in Long Beach, you know, it was an it was a an old Navy town, and so you had a lot of these bars, tattoo parlors, and. Th- theaters, yeah. on, theaters on Ocean. Yeah. What kind uh, of theaters? Pussycat Theater yeah, <laughs> on, on, on Ocean Boulevard. Like they had cats there. I don't. No, like yeah. <laughs> well, go back and look at some of the <laughs> some of the cars coming down off Ocean Boulevard going down Linden when they were yeah. airborne, and right in the corner, right behind you, there was the Pussycat Theater, and yeah. it would show you what movies was running that day or that weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: Classy. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Uh, we've learned that the diversity in Long Beach is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Very diverse community, and I realized that the first race that I did here because we were garaged in the convention center and people were just flowing through all day long and it was people from all walks of life Mm -hmm. and it was really like a melting pot for a racetrack that I haven't seen in a while because when we go to you know maybe a track in mid-ohio middle of middle of the state of Ohio it's pretty much one you know one group of fans that are there that are there every year Mm -hmm. but this seemed like different folks from all walks of life coming to check it out
0: and 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 that's what We at the Grand Prix had to do years ago was we realized that we just can't rely on just auto racing. Auto racing is great in and of itself but as a show we had to figure out well what can we do to attract people to the event and we're very fortunate with our sponsors that we've had in the past so we would have um, a two concerts one Friday night and one Saturday night for example not also auto racing related and we'd put on a, a Fiesta Friday concert and then on Saturday, there be a rock and roll concert. And that was kind of something we'd, we'd put in place. Then we got, as you mentioned, the Lifestyle Expo, which are 270,000 square feet in the in the expo hall of you know, potpourri of exhibitors from Fortune 500 companies down to the local cellular phone, chiropractor, you name it, they're all in there. Because it's great with access to a lot of people in a short period of time. So what we did was, and actually to our sponsors, we said, how can we reach out to the marketplace? Because we realized, okay, um, with the mix, people that you have uh, in in all these diverse areas well we run these programs uh, where there's we don't have a free day at our event the only way you get a free ticket is through one of our sponsors be it king taco yeah. so people come in here to king taco they'll go up to the counter and there'll be a little flyer there mm-hmm. you know fill in this flyer and you get to go into the race on friday for free yeah and it's 34 dollars value yeah. so that's very very important for our sponsor to be able to offer that out to the clients and the clients take up on it so you're talking about the diverse people. Yeah. Those people wouldn't probably want to pay for a ticket. Now they'll get an opportunity to come to the event. Yeah, right. So they right. come. They come Friday. They go through the expo They go through all the garages and paddocks on, on Friday. And then you get the diehards come Saturday and Sunday. So they come. So that's how you have this diverse mix of people. And we're very fortunate over the years that we, we've had great relationships with our sponsors who've helped us, helped us promote all these events. So one of the reasons that we
2: decided to do this project is we don't know what we don't know. When I think of something like sponsorship or sales, I figure it's pretty straightforward that somebody pays the event, they get some signage, they get some tickets, maybe a suite, Mm -hmm. and that's the end of it. But at a course like this, it's so temporary and there's so much going on within the community, I had no idea how integrated this is for somebody like yourself to the operations of the event within the city. What are some of the things that you would never think about in terms of figuring out how sponsorship applies to the creation of the whole event?
0: Um, well with the sponsors that we have, and they're all category exclusive. By category exclusive, you mean
2: there is no product that can have two sponsors of the same thing. Correct. So, there can't be somebody that would compete with King Taco.
0: Exactly. We, King Taco are the official Mexican food of, of the Aqua Grand Prix of Long Beach. Acura or title sponsor, we would not have another car manufacturer as a sponsor. And what what I mean by exclusivity category is they can't be involved in any promotions leading up to or during the event, promoting the event, their use of the name or the logo. So that's what you get as, as a sponsor. And you know, part of your entitlement rights as a sponsor is promote a free Friday ticket, as I mentioned. You get PA announcements on, on track, um, and you get vision screen ads on, on track. You get... Um, Employee discount programs, which are not offered to, to any other people, right. That's you know, so you can pass it out through to so your system. If Dinner with Racers
2: were to sponsor you and become the official podcast for of Long Beach Grand Prix, mm. Dale Jr.
0: can't do s***. Or Tommy Kendall.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, so my, my job is to go out into the marketplace and look and see different categories and what what categories I feel or think that would be, you know, wanting to get involved with our event. You know, we're Southern California Marketplace. We're normally in springtime. This year is, an, you know, normally been in September. But it means that they can be in the marketplace when there's not a lot of competition going on for in-market promotions. And they can run radio ads, they can run TV ads, they can run newspaper ads, or, or even through their own social media uh, uh, involved with our event. Um, so we build the packages, build the program for the sponsor and so once it gets close to the event, maybe a couple of months out, we we send out to our sponsors what we call a welcome letter. And so all the assets that we've built into the sponsorship package, we list them all out. What you're going to get, ads in the fan guide, ad in the program, all the other elements that are part of it. And then also the, the signage entitlements. And then we've got a company uh, based in L.A., AAA Flag and Banner, and they're our signage company. They're the official signage company. So a lot of times the sponsor will, well, can I hang my own signs or bring my own signs? Well, no, we need a uniform look, you know, we need professionals to hang them. So part of the the build out of the track is obviously the construction, the building of the, the concrete walls. And then we've got five bridges and we've got five bridges we put in, the temporary bridges. And then building into that program for the sponsors is the signage on the bridges. The signage is on track and I work closely with the signage company and I design a plan as to what signs go where and we have a variety of different signs. We've got bridge signs, and we have what are called super track signs. They're seven foot by 12 foot signs. And then we have barrier wall signs. They're the ones we put onto the concrete blocks. And then we have what's called auxiliary signs, and they're ones which are vinyl. We put them on the fence lines. We put some on the tire pallets to dress up the track. And uh, so yeah, it's kind of part of the, the little piece of the puzzle. And what I'm trying to do is, with six different race series, with the TV is eight hours plus of TV, national and international TV, is trying to make sure that I can highlight the sponsor, each sponsor. And they all, depend on the, the level that they're at, how much exposure they get. And then post-race, what we do is we contract with a company based out of Chicago, Joyce Julius, and they go back and they will bring us back a report of ROI. Then what, as it gets into the nuts and bolts of the race weekend and building with the, sorry, auto racing nuts and bolts, but working with the sponsors and then... You know p- placement of the signs, and I've talked to you maybe before about this. But uh, on race on race weekend, the TV uh, comes in and they set up their TV cameras in specific locations, and they're just pretty much the same year after year after year. But every year they seem to kind of move it five or ten feet to the left or five or ten feet to the right. And that change a
1: revenue uh, stream for you if oh, yeah. you don't get the right sign in there. Yeah, exactly. And so now <laughs>
0: what I do is on on the weekend, on Friday and Saturday, I will when the TV coverage is on which is on on, on throughout the day I would sit and I'd sit with my signage crew but my auxiliary and also the guys behind the big signs and i look to see if well something needs to be shifted because the camera's not quite catching it and uh, it's just out of shot literally
2: because the camera is three feet further than it was last year because it's not in the same place exactly so now now we're looking at Ing Taco
0: exactly and so then what I do is I go back out then that evening with the signage crew and we will shift some of the signs and then the auxiliary guys, they will go back out and we'll look at uh, the tar pallets and some of those, maybe we can cover those up because they're getting caught in the shuttle, well let's, let's make sure that's exposure. Yeah, right. And then also my guy who does our barrier wall signs, there's times where all of a sudden we build the track and we've got a, we laid out our sign plan and then we find that right at Pit in, for example, there's, there's a block that's sitting there that's empty. And it's right when the cars are slow enough going to pit in and it gets picked by the camera we didn't spot that before never put a sign on that so we'll always have these spare signs to to go out there on saturday friday evening, saturday evening so we want to make sure it gets to show time on saturday and show time on sunday and then my auxiliary sign crew which i keep referring to them because they're all the volunteers and they they're the ones who put them on the tire pallets and well as you know being a racer you know on a track which is very tight yeah those tire pallets do get hit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there are times after a session, um, especially if we're going to go to a, a live race, where they go back out and they got to take off those signs and put back up the, the next one. So right, To right. make sure it looks stressed. And
1: so, right. so if we we're watching like Long Beach Grand Prix, which is Ico Grand Prix Long Beach, my man. Yeah.
0: So if we're watching go the on. Toyota
1: Grand Prix now. <laughs> We're watching the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, and the the start, which is always exciting here, because everybody funnels down into a really tight left-hand turn, Mm -hmm. and all the cars fired into the wall. Mm -hmm. Immediately, you're like, please
0: leave my signs up. Well, actually, sometimes I'm hoping. Well, hopefully it gets caught onto the back end of the car, and then car. it drags right. it, and it gets and on TV. Oh yeah, it's yeah. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So while fans are like, "Oh man, my favorite driver's out of the race," you're potentially yeah, you're like watching. Man, I'm going to have
0: to a replace perfect that. King Taco <laughs> logo getting dragged. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going. Okay, mm-hmm. there's pluses and minuses. That there's exposure there, uh-huh. which is great. There's nothing as bad exposure for the, for the sponsor, hopefully. Yeah. And then okay, my sign crew gone on. Oh, man, we got to go back out there now and clean up that mess. Yeah.
1: Later on.
2: Do you, so there are certain things that just can't be repaired during a live event so if on lap one a key you know, a key sign is taken down mm-hmm. uh, during the IndyCar race in the interest of expedience under a yellow flag they're not going to hold up the race to put up a sign if they can get the tire barriers mm-hmm. up quicker are there contingencies in place for your sponsors to understand that?
0: No, I think it's, it's almost a given that yeah. that is part of racing yeah. and um, you know because now it, it, the, the signs that will get potentially hit are the ones that are on tire pallets mm-hmm uh, or the other ones are on the barrier walls. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the big signs, they're above that. So, you know, they're, they're the ones that don't get hit. So thankfully, we don't have to move any of those around, you know, mid-race. But if something happens mid-race or whatever, that's just mm-hmm. the way it happens. And we, yeah, and then afterwards, we'll go back out and do repairs of touch-ups.
1: Certain corners at Long Beach are a little bit more treacherous than others. Do you put bigger, more important signage on those spots? Because there's probably going to be a car stuck in a tire barrier there, and you know they're going to be focused on that for a while. Yeah. versus just a crossing camera shot
0: that does come into play um for yeah for, for sure uh, yeah i remember one year we actually had the hairpin turn and i think we we're calling it the auto club hairpin turn because sure. you know you need a tow truck to get out of there because mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna yeah. ask it's yeah. yeah. like if you have a sort of
2: a category related mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. will you will you put the sponsorship logo yeah. there so if you know there's going to be a tow in this particular part of the track are you going to more likely to put your towing company there uh,
0: that that is unfortunately this year. Auto club are not back with us this year. They're in a transition year, yeah. coming back with 22. But this year they're not here. But yes, that that would be one of the ones. But mm-hmm. the same thing. We have our iconic um, signature sign area, which is in turn nine. Turn nine, drivers left. But this, the camera shot comes from turn ten, facing back, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have a big blanket wall of, of signs there. Yeah. But now what's happening with a lot of uh, tracks is you know these companies they like to take over the turn. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've got 11 turns on the track, and i got 30-something sponsors. Right, like. right, I can't. Yeah. I, yeah. Acura obviously been our title sponsor. Turn 1 is their, is their turn. So, yes, yeah, so all their signage will be exclusive in Turn 1 yeah. for Acura, being title yeah. sponsor. So if we go down the
2: street to Parish Auto Speedway or California Speedway, the fencing is in the same place it's going to be next year or the year after that. Mm-hmm. The walls are in the same place. They're not moving. So when I sell a sign or a banner to be on those, those spots... I know it's going to be exactly where I say it's going to mm-hmm. be. Th- this track is being built right now.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: How do you know that it's going to be where it's going to be?
0: And, and that's a visual that we've got to go out and work with the sign crew. Crew And uh, so even though I'll have a plan on paper, and when I tell them, OK, we're going to put five super track signs in this area, Martin, where's the start point? Well, visually, I'm trying to remember where the start point was last year because yeah. now it's all, it's new block. Yeah, it's, new, it's all painted yeah. and
1: new fence. I marked it. <laughs> yeah, I marked it <laughs> last gone. year. Yeah. So now
0: we we yeah. do is we, we refer back to photos, visuals, and our signage company, they'll take photos of Martin. This is where you had them last year. Yeah, but do you recall that we could have shifted like a couple of feet this way. And when you're when you're shifting five of these signs, it, it takes some time. So what I try and do is try and get it right the first time so I don't have to keep going back night, at time. So yeah, there there are, a lot of the track stays the same. There's little shifts as we go along. It could be something that I've seen or I haven't seen uh, as it comes up or transpires. Yeah. Is there anything you have in place to mitigate that? No, no. It's because of the nature of our event. You know, we're we're not something that's a, that's a, a TV shot, and it's not a TV shot, or, or it's not a, something that's superimposed. Right. Ours are all physical signs that go right. on a track. So, because this track is built every year,
2: even if the layout is the same, everything to get to that point is different
0: yeah and, and, and it gets to race week for example um the concrete blocks they go in place fence lines go in place and then we work on a program but for example corner workers they might decide okay we want to move our corner workers so they cut the photo fo- they cut the photo holes for, for photographers and also okay. the, the holes for the okay. corner workers it's so not the
2: same place every year
0: not in the same place every oh. year plus now my signs are in the way so now they're cutting down my signs, you know, and I'm going, well, hang on a second. I want to make sure that King Taco still gets spelled out. You don't take the king out of it or the taco out of it. So we have to work with those and I have to go back out and look at that visually. And, you know, it comes back after the race and all of a sudden I've got a sign that's got a big hole in it because they put in a decided, you know, for safety purposes, well, we need another, <laughs> another reason for somebody to throw a yellow flag out there and he needed a spot to put his hand out. So, or uh, uh, the latter years now. We have these uh, emergency escape routes for the drivers, you know, which they've created these. So, again, that's all a little part of the nuances. You know, you get there and you you got a game plan together and you're ready. And you go, they go well, hang on, that, that, that wasn't there. I've been in City Street, you know. Well, did they put in a new lamppost here or well, what happened? You know, I didn't notice that last year.
1: So, is there any sort of pride when you watch a video game or see a clip from something and you see a sponsor that you sold make it into a video game?
0: Is that extra... Credibility yeah. For your sponsors like
1: look King tacos in I racing like I did that
0: you owe me. Yeah And it, it, it's it's that's an interesting situation because you know our track is as we lay it out yeah. So we would talk to people like that and a few years ago um, one of our sponsors was um, one of the video games name escapes me now, but They couldn't have any beer. Okay sponsor for example on the yeah. track, which that that's understandable. Yeah, right, but Kids they can. took the bridge and I'm going, well, hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. They changed the bridge to their sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, hang so, on a second. That's, that's my... So if it was like a dinner with racers
2: driving video game, we would have just made it our own bridge. Like, we would have had our little... Yeah, instead yeah right. The, the yeah. And they are like, well,
0: yeah. hang on. How about just nothing? Yeah. yeah. It was the Takati Bridge, and all yeah. of a sudden it became... Whatever, yeah, it was Forza. Yeah, yeah for, it was Forza, actually. Uh, it was Forza. <laughs> there we go. Uh, damn, yeah. damn. And they, they just changed it out. But the rest of them... They would actually send me the video mm-hmm. in advance, mm-hmm. and supposedly in a car, and yep. I'd be inching my way down the track, <laughs> looking. <laughs> it's
2: going slow. Going, on go the game, on the yeah. game, going yeah.
0: you know milliseconds going along to make sure that the that they haven't left somebody yeah. out, and then I'd say, well, no, you, you missed a couple, and yeah. and they would add them back in. The so.
1: Bit. This doesn't have to go on the show, but I'm, I'm just curious, like if they if they put their own sticker on the bridge, do you guys have some sort of... Do they have to get permission to build the track from you? Yes. So then that's how you can say, no, that can't say that. Yeah. You, know, you have yeah, to yeah. take that off yeah. or, or yeah, it's ask. It's part of it. Copy. Okay. Part of a royalty royalty agreement. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So what are the most commonly stole types of signs? Beer?
0: Beer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I remember years ago up in Laguna Seca, and there was um, Shell had a, had a sign. They were one of the sponsors up there. And they made this beautiful sign, and it was, you know, Shell, welcome race fans, and it was, the whole sign was the car. You know, beautiful car. I can't remember who was driving, maybe Kenny Brackerson was driving at the time. And I was saying to the guys, I said, wow, I said, those signs are beautiful, but you know what, they're not going to last very long. I said, what do you mean? I said, you're going to be a You had a crew. I said, you're going to hang them around the fence lines. And he uh, said, yeah. I said, Okay. So I said, there's so many of them are going to disappear. You better, better stagger at as you send them out, yeah. which is what we do too. Don't put them all out at one time. Yeah. And literally I was standing outside the suite in Laguna Seca talking to the sponsor yeah. and his crew were hanging signs right behind us on the fence line. And there was guys standing there. Just I've had their snips. <laughs> <laughs> See what I told you? Like literally yeah. behind the Yeah. It was like it was planned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they saw that coming. Yeah. It's got a big race car on it. Yeah. Of course you want that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's almost like you have to make a boring sign that yes. still sells the taco or sells the beer or sells
0: you know, whatever. And that that going back to the sponsorship too, and the sponsors will call me and you know, I've got I've got this great image of of, of my sign and what it'll look like and, and i say, Okay, well what what's it look like? and i'll always ask our signage come to run it by me before you got to print on them yeah yeah and you know they go and they have a message on it and you know and i mm-hmm. go that's not gonna work yeah got race cars going by 160 miles an hour yeah you need something simple yeah you need a white background you need king taco yeah right. in red. Yeah, yeah just keep it simple it's true in any business but especially in
2: southern california um a lot of times people feel like they know better than you what it <laughs> takes to sponsor and market their business. Mm-hmm. And racing? I know, that's crazy. <laughs> How much hand-holding do you have to do knowing that TV space on signage, you know, the logos have got to be some only so big and you can't make it too elaborate, mm-hmm. or this logo designer, or this, trying to put your tagline in there. there. There's so many little intricate details in terms of what branding here is effective and what's not. You have the experience, but it's their business. And, and so they want to tell you how they sh- how you should do their their job how how challenging can that be
0: well, you can't bump heads with, with some of them, but what you try and do is you try and explain to them like you you just mentioned and you explained that you know simple is better when it comes to TV and just something simple background and and then uh, try and explain to them that we've been doing this our events been going since 75 so we, we kind of have a handle on how to build the track how to run the track and we know what to look for and we know what the TV does and where the spots come up and how how to get picked up and you know something needs to be that's a visual that it's, has, it's impactful Um now if you want to do some fence line signs or something like that for the general public to read but it, TV camera's not going to read it as you come by, yeah. So, so yeah. So we there is a little bit of hand holding, and then sometimes they push back, yeah. and you go, okay. Well, it's your decision. Ultimately, it's your decision. Then, if you decide that's the way you want your logo to look and your signage to look. You know, we have to abide by it, but right. afterwards but you we have to go we, out of your way saying it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it on it. you. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully, it's like a three or four-year deal, sponsorship deal, and then they come back the next year. I guess I got to make new signs, and yeah, like, that's ah, when you say, "Well, yeah. okay, we got to go." We don't yeah. want to say, "I told you so," but <laughs> I, I told you so. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would venture that you have to deal with a lot of young marketing executives who really want to prove to themselves and other people how smart they are, and try to get you on board with their idea of a black sign with gray lettering.
0: Uh, yeah, th- there is that nowadays. And um, so it's, you know, the age and experience, sometimes you got to take into account, you know, what, right. what they're trying to in their message. Yeah. And they're they're trying to make their way in, in yeah, business, whatever sure. it is. And you've got to respect that. And you just listen to their ideas. And sometimes some of the ideas might work. There might be something that you, you haven't thought about. Because, yeah. Yeah. okay, well, that makes sure. sense. But um, it's like the, sometimes the ideas will come up from somebody who is just new with an agency, for example, yes, and yes. all of a sudden, well, why do you want to change if it's working? Don't mm-hmm. you know? If it broke, don't fix it. Right. In some respects, but other areas where, okay, well, let me show you why it doesn't work or why it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I can show you why I think it's going to work, but if I will tell you why it's not going to work. Yeah. Then sometimes they, they get the, they get the message.
1: What's the lowest sponsorship possibility that we could get involved with here, aka how cheap?
2: can we go so that we can still be category so exclusive? we can still be <laughs>
0: <laughs> we uh we don't say cheap it's inexpensive but uh, okay
1: well we are cheap
0: <laughs> well uh, you've seen my, th- you've met our crew my t- my threshold is uh, not my threshold but uh, our kind of a starting point for yeah. sponsorship is about fifty thousand. Okay. okay okay now what, what? <laughs> we're gonna get exposure for you
1: yeah we're gonna get you some exposure
2: bud so okay what can we pay you in exposure well, can you show me the exposure? Yeah, we can get in choice Julius. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth, and it, yeah, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah,
1: how often are you getting pitched on deals that don't do you anything, but it helps someone else with the whole, you know? But you know, our listeners and our followers are going to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, and that happens quite often. Yeah, sure. they all, you know, come. They have either be a radio or a magazine or some sure. sort of sponsor. Look, I've got this I've got this great idea how I can get you additional exposure. <laughs> minute, but it's only going to cost you. Well, yeah. We had 187,000 people here in 2019 and we're pushing the envelope in terms of many people we can get in here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how much more? Yeah. We yeah. Can handle yeah some you more. really need small. more. Here. Yeah, but yeah. you're really
1: going to need these 10,000 people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. If, but pe- yeah. But
0: if you want to come to me with $100,000 and you, you yeah. wanted now some brand exposure, yeah. yeah, now we can talk. Now but we can talk. But, yeah. but I... I A lot of times, I don't need your help. Mm -hmm. I think you might need my help
1: or
2: so. At a permanent facility like down in Fontana or up in Monterey, Mm -hmm. when racing isn't happening, those facilities are pretty much locked up and fairly secure. Mm -hmm. When we were out here seeing the track get built Mm -hmm. or seeing bridges be put in overnight, anyone can walk around. Mm -hmm. How integrated? Into that is the placement of things like sponsors and repainting the walls and things like that. It
0: is open uh, from now through through race time uh, to a week out, two weeks out. And we start to tighten up in security, and we don't start putting items out there in terms of like our our furnishings and our hospitality suites. Anything We're easily
1: in, removable, correct? And, yeah, correct. Yeah. And we
0: just don't want the temptation. And uh, you know, we've had some little incidents over the years. And the same thing with our signage. And also because my signage crew, you know, they're hanging signs over streets you know so they got to be very careful how they're doing it and you know working with the city and making sure they're they're in safe places and safe locations so there's a lot of things that goes in place pretty late to make sure it happens so do you back time putting up signs and painting banners because the longer it's out there the more likely it is to get screwed with gets gets damaged gets tagged whatever it might be yeah and that you know you you have a big sign that somebody's paid a lot of money for and put up there and somebody comes along with a spray can and, and that that's that's a little bit of heartache to take it yeah. on. So and are that, you factoring that into your timing? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Are there any rules about uh, the buildings that are surrounding the track? Like, what's to stop, you know, Joe in, you know, 26A on the one building right behind the back straight from ha- holding, like, a giant Tecate flag or something?
0: Uh, they, they possibly could. Yeah. However, we would get the special events from the city yeah. and the fire department and the police. Yeah. And it become a safety issue. Okay. And we would go and tell them through politely to move it we have to it.
1: we have to call that guy right
0: now it has happened in yeah, the past sure. where yeah. signs get put up and you yeah know, so i mean leading up to our event too which is which is kind of interesting leading to exactly what you're saying is that uh we have a like a moratorium within oh. the city especially downtown where our track is where anybody wants to do anything in terms of putting up a tent or mm-hmm. they have to get permits yeah right we have to approve them we we're obsessed with uh, the the guy
1: that calls about sponsorship that you know right away is probably not real. Mm-hmm. But in our industry, we all have to take those calls because if the one guy is real, you might get a ride out of it. Mm-hmm. How how quickly can you sniff out somebody that just wants to waste your time in hopes of maybe getting a free sign or you know some sort of partnership with you guys
0: without spending a dime? Well, I, I'll always try and. To give them the time you know because until they can prove prove me wrong yeah. I'm just going to give them an opportunity yeah. but what I will ask for them to is if they have the conversation if they call me and it's a phone call I'd say well okay will you follow up with an email and give me a little bit of information about your, your business if you have a website mm-hmm. that I can look into and I want to make sure there's no conflicts and so I'll then in turn do my due diligence and say okay how real is this company right. or corporation yeah. And, yeah. and is there funding behind it you know because sometimes something can surprise you. Yep. You, know, yep. you you can never you know judge a book by its cover Mm -hmm. you know and so
2: you can judge williams story by his beard (laughs) (laughs) you can absolutely judge some people
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we we i mean i have to imagine you've been taken for a ride before with somebody that you got down pretty far into a conversation that turned out they were not at all a real company or a real thing they were just trying to promote something they wanted
0: Oh yeah, and then that, that that will happen, and then they'll you'll get along. And well, we can't do it this year, but what we do is we'd like to come to the event this year, with a view to coming next year as your sponsor. Can you host I, us? I can. Yeah, can you send us some passes? And I will say to them, I said, well, you know, if you wanted to come, you could buy a general admission ticket. And if we do a sponsorship deal, I'll refund you that money next year. <laughs> I like it. That's a man who's taken that call before. Yeah. <laughs> I knew <laughs> because it. I knew that. Was, yeah. Everyone in
2: racing, yeah. about two weeks before race, will start yeah. hearing from random people. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. And right. And and you control a, a
1: massive event. Yeah. that's that's
2: the move
0: okay I, yeah, I, yeah. we're I really just,
1: thinking about it but for now yeah. why don't you give me some stuff yeah. i yeah.
0: just got a, a random email you know just not on a sponsor but something similar and the this guy sent me hi it's bobby here and uh we met prior to COVID, and you promised me four vip tickets and uh i'm looking forward to going to your event for, for me and for my th- my three guests and i'm going, Bobby. Yeah. So um. I replied to him, I said, you know, a lot has happened in the last 18 months. Would you mind me in a little bit of background, jog my memory? What conversation do we have? Where yeah. did it take place? Yeah. And then he comes back to me and says, well, he says, I'm with a, an underground punk rock band and <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> at, least he, at least he was open the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I might give
0: him four tickets. Yeah, I, was, I, would, I
1: would give that guy four <laughs> tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so your, your general department isn't just selling signs. or uh, You have hospitality as well. Mm-hmm. But then also the convention center falls under your, your right. general department. So yeah. when we walk into that convention center, it is filled with small local vendors to giant car manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys have to foster every one of these. Has there been a convention center phone call that you had to say no to because of content?
0: Yes, last week oh (laughs) nice nice Uh, yeah and it's it's happened it's happened to me when i was running the expo too and you and what you got to be cautious of is you know we are a family event too right and we are a company that has a title sponsor which has got a a great name acura and Mm -hmm. back back then it was toyota but great names attached to them and the last thing we would want to do is irritate them and have them Mm -hmm. go through the expo And they're wondering on one of their executive seats, well, why is this here? Mm -hmm. This is not this is not appropriate for the event.
2: Adult entertainment sector kind of deal. Yes. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And we just had some very funny stories about our track in St. Louis, but uh, probably shouldn't get into them. But what?
2: (laughs) That's exactly why we're here. What is this? Yeah. We just bought you a taco. I'm trying to get the exposure, bud. Well,
0: well, yeah, when we uh, when the Grand Prix, we built the track in St. Louis Gateway International yeah. Raceway, which is actually IndyCar Racing this weekend yeah. there, but uh, we had some people working there. We were doing a lot of the work here from Long Beach, but we had some staff on board. Okay. And, and my job then was going out there and working with vendors and working mm-hmm. with exhibitors. And I also was going out and... Working with, I was looking for a, a volunteer crew to try and help me hang signs. Yeah, yeah. And one of the guys says, All right, "I got some people. I got, got them." Oh boy! So I, I arrived there and uh, he shows up, and it's like ten girls. <laughs> and so they would hang a sign and hand out a card. Hang a sign, hang out a card, and then even sometimes open their coat. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they uh, keep the cards. I go, yeah. no, this, this is not, this is not the way it's supposed to happen. This is not the image we're supposed to have. So there was a, there's a little bit, yes, yeah.
1: So if Dinner With Racers wanted to be like an official partner with you guys, what could you offer us? Like what, what would be the, the contingency package?
0: Well, well, we'll build out the package to work with you, on, on again, based on what your needs and objectives are. But a, a typical package will come with um, with signage, which would include some of the super track signs, mm-hmm. big signs that go on the fence lines, the barrier wall signs, the auxiliary signs. You'll also get PA announcements, you get vision screen ads great exposure for you the, the, all the wall signs they are on tv these are all to the people on site mm-hmm. you get your message out to them You get your display space in our lifestyle expo where that way you can pass out information about your podcast or your broadcast whatever it might be right and in addition to that, you, you've got pr- the rights to promote a free friday ticket i'm sure you've got a great database mm-hmm. you go up to your database and you say hey fans you know hey friends here's a ticket that you can go for free friday on on it's a thirty-four-dollar have compliments of, of us. Right. So the event
2: doesn't give away free tickets, but we, their sponsors do.
0: That's correct. Yeah, and it's only through our sponsor, you get you get that free ticket. And uh, in addition to that, you know, depending on the package, depending on the size, monetary-wise, mm-hmm. we build in some tickets in there, and there'll be tickets that you can pass out to. You know, some of your clients, yeah, there, right, some of your, right. some of your, your if it's big enough, it would include a suite in there. Mm-hmm. That could be our seaside suite. It could be a pit row suite yeah. and uh, our clubs, even VIP clubs. If you, if you don't have, uh, well, I don't, I, I, I don't need to entertain 30, 50 people, mm-hmm. but I've got 10 very important clients. Well, okay. We'll do 10 of our VIP club passes yeah. and build that into the package. Mm-hmm. And again, we just build out the package step by step. And yeah. we come to a financial arrangement at the end. We shake hands. You sign a document and then you're one of our sponsors. And then we uh, start... You go to our signage company, get the signs produced, and we hang them on the track, and Mm -hmm. uh, you're good to go. And then you can use the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach name and logo as part of your – put them on your shirts or put them on your podcast. Sold.
2: You'll just take a check, right? Uh,
0: This close to the event. We're good for it. Come on. We're good good for it. This close to the event, we need a wire transfer (sighs) or a credit card. Damn it. So So close. close. So as
2: far as the timeline for most of what you do, there is no such thing as a dull day, but it seems like there's sort of different phases of where you're at in terms of getting sponsors versus deliverables for them. When we first started meeting about this project, let's call it 12 weeks before the event started, where were you guys at 12 weeks leading in?
0: Well, we're very fortunate in that we have a lot of our sponsors are long-term sponsor contracts. But however, we always need to keep adding to it as we we go along so when you're like 12 weeks out you know that the ones that you already have committed and contracted to is they're okay they're comfortable and there's a pattern which will happen develop as we go along in terms of the deliverables and how we proceed but then it's also going back out into the marketplace and trying to find those new sponsors replacing possibly somebody who decided for whatever reason they're not coming back this year and there's always different changes that will happen so going out uh, into the marketplace trying to find sponsors when you're 12 weeks out you know there's still there's still some time uh, sometimes you run into, well, you know, budgets, constraints or that. But there are companies who are, are saying nowadays that now we're only making decisions based on one-month basis, two-months, three-months basis. So you're, you're hoping to grab some of those who might want to come on board. Um, so it's a progression from then on as you bring the new sponsors. We just uh, contracted with two new sponsors here within the last few days. I've got three that are just… Five up, weeks out. Five weeks out. Wow. Yeah, And i got three right now which are… Like they're they're on the doorstep. I just want to get them across that threshold, and these would be just real nice sponsors. Nice to add to our already existing family of sponsors. So, so now it's like a build-up because I've got all the ones who are waiting in the wings, and now have all the elements that they need to bring in in terms of ads for the fan guide and ads for program and and all their promotion, they come to us and tell us this is what they're planning to do out in the marketplace and it could be, you know, it could be Pepsi it could be, you know, they're out here and they're promoting here in the marketplace, supermarkets, uh, convenience stores, Nas, one of our sponsors, doing something similar, But they always tell us what they're doing, so now as it gets close to the event all these programs start to build up so as a result we're getting a little bit more flooded and inundated with emails and conversations that are taking place so when you're 12 weeks out it's a little quieter because you know you're not going to push out into the marketplace until you're three four five weeks out from the event because people have short-term memories when about, about coming to an event you have the diehards who want to buy in advance and, and let's face it now our event this year we're, we're we're sold out of all our hospitality you know so it's no, all about our clubs have, yeah and but you know We'd still try and find We're uh, we're getting creative with you know possibly a new club that we'll create all of a sudden you know the, we don't we don't have any images or photographs to go with it but people are people are desperate they want to get to the event so the same thing with the sponsors just it's kind of building up building up to a crescendo and that for me was always the, the, the really really enjoyable part of the event and the same thing from sponsorship end when you get when i get down to the track the week of the event we move into our offices down at the track and then to see it all come to fruition when you go down there and it's an empty where or oh, sorry, Convention Centre Hall, empty parking lots. And then you see all the teams moving in, all the vendors moving in, and all the exhibitors moving in. And I'm working on, on the track with our our uh, signage company, I'm hanging signs, and then all of a sudden, it, it's no longer a street. Now it's a circuit, it's a race circuit. So to see all that build up and it gets to fruition, then you get to race weekend, and then you, you look around, you go, "Hey, I'm part of this," and this is a, It's actually that's the time when you walk around and everybody's giving you high fives or good. Because I know so many people haven't been around the for so long, it's the one weekend in the year where I'm I'm the race car driver. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the the big guy on the block. Not, but it's it's fun. It's fun to uh, to work up to that from from those 12 weeks out. It seems like here five weeks out, your main
2: focus is deliverables now. Correct. Now it's about making sure you've, you've you've got the sponsors lined up. Now it seems like you have to make the signs, mm-hmm. get the free tickets out, all get the hospitality mm-hmm. suites and menus in order.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of that go right now. It's like the uh, the the action level or the people's mentality and the. Uh, tension and uh, et cetera in the office is, is raised up notches as we go because right now we're just starting to mail out our tickets we're starting to mail out our hospitality passes you know we've finalized our menus we now what what time what are our hours of operation for, for and we're going through all this and then dealing with all our different vendors and this is when the move in is when the move out is so it's it's you know it's lights camera action you know this is when we need to say it's showtime you know and that's the way we feel it is it's good, as we get close to the event so so yeah it's uh, it's exciting but it's uh, there's a lot of lot of a uh, lot of things that have to happen and now fall into place at a you know timely fashion.
2: When we get to you on race week, yeah. what are we going to see?
0: Hopefully, you'll see uh, that I'm calm, collected. <laughs> <laughs> is, something tells me this is ironic. Yeah, because outwardly that would be the impression I'll try and give and try and portray. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the way. But inside it's an inner turmoil. Inside it's yeah. like, what did I forget? You know, what did I mm-hmm. not do? What should I be doing, or what? And because a lot of times I it gets to race week or race weekend, now I'm interacting directly with the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so now what we promised and yeah. we we're hoping to deliver, I want to make sure that they're happy. And I go around to them in their pit row suite, seaside suite, clubs, wherever I might meet them or down on the track for a pre-race or whatever it might be, a post-race for, for ceremonies. It's like, okay. When it gets to about five o'clock on Sunday evenings, like okay, now it it, it all went through. Well. It all went well, and you're just hoping that that's that's the case. And for the most part, it does. You, you plan as much as you possibly can, but you got to act mm-hmm. or react in certain circumstances. So, uh, but it's that's part of the fun aspect of the job. But yeah, outwardly, I want to just look like everything's cool and we're going well.
2: Long Beach was one of the first cities to really make headlines with COVID-19 last March, mm-hmm. literally weeks before the race started. I assume it was a bad time for you guys being so close to it the race is now coming back is this almost necessary to prove that everything is fine
0: well it's it's like we debt of gratitude to all our loyal fans and our sponsors and our hospitality clients and exhibitors who decide to ride out the storm with us so to speak you know when when we shut down you know there was a a huge empty feeling for all of us because we were only five six weeks out from the event when we we shut down and our track was 75 percent complete and so now we had to go and take all those concrete blocks and all those fences and ship them back to our, to our storage yards. But there was that, that empty feeling. Then we took out to all our, our clients across the board from sponsors all the way down to ticket buyers and tell them the event's been cancelled. But what we did was we said to them, OK, the event's going to be back around 21. You have an option Are you getting a refund or you can have a credit towards the next race. And a lot of, the, a lot of sponsors, hospitality clients and exhibitors and fans said we'll take the credit. So obviously
2: the city and this race is a lot of things to a lot of different people, but if you could describe Long Beach in one word, what would it be? Unique. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm finished.